Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Podcast ever, realest podcast ever. Yeah. Two brothers bringing thinking on the second level. Woo. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. The best two hours out of every week. Yeah. YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs. Real talk every time, this is what you need. need. We just out here popping shit. It's your boy C. Diddy and Matt makes me sick. TRPE, TRPE, go. T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go. They know. The realest podcast ever. Woo. Woo. The realest podcast ever. Jim, for me. Oh, man, we are back. Realest podcast ever. 108. On a, on no, a, is it 108? 108. I'm good. Then, on, huh? on, a, on a late Sunday night. Late, uh, mischievous, quiet New Jersey Sunday. Yeah, dur- during the quarantine, uh... For some reason, we're going to get into Nelly and Luda immediately, but for some reason, people still think they're going outside this summer. Yo, before we get to that, <laughs> we were talking before the show started about our intro. We need Brasco to do another We need intro. you to do a new intro, bro. This that, is- it's starting to sound like all I do is win. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, as much as I love this show, it's like, all right, I'm kind of over this show it's, now. It's about time yeah. to switch the intro. So, uh, Jim Beam's on the beat. Brasco, uh, if y'all can do a new beat for us. A new- Jim Beam. <laughs> Jim Beam's on the beat. Uh, Bras on the lyrics. If y'all can uh, put us a new theme song together, thank you. Yeah. We will take it. Like, this show has been great. But like like 106 and Park when they were retired Bow Wow video. We gotta retire the drone. Fifty three weeks. <laughs> like all right. It's it's been a good ninety four weeks <laughs> with yeah. the, with the intro. So uh, we need a new intro and we need a sound bed for our outro. Like that that uh Thano is starting to be like hands go up <laughs> and they say <laughs> that's how it's starting to feel. It's like yeah, it's definitely time for a revamp on our intro. Yeah, I'm so. watching the battle last night. I'm like he's about to do it. He's about to do it. He's about to fucking. What's crazy is we'll, we'll save it. We'll, let's let's discuss the, the, the let's discuss the Rona shit. Um, uh, the Rona is over. I don't know if you've been to North Philly, but uh, oh yeah, they canceled it on their own. I, I did the forty nine today, and you turn on 29th and York, and you go to York to thirty third. Yeah, that little four block stretch. It's Bedlam. Was like Harlem in eighty six. <laughs> I couldn't believe how dog. It was dice games, slap boxes. Fucking bitches with no clothes, little ass shorts on, not a mask in sight. Motherfuckers was, you know how when niggas be super cool and they sitting on the hood of the car yeah. and they lean on the windshield? Like, niggas <laughs> was doing that. And I was just like, yo, the Rona is over up here. I was up early on Friday. It was eight in the morning. I'm on Twitter. 
my man said niggas called him to schedule a dice game <laughs> at seven in the morning. Yeah, no, you know he's gonna be on six deuce today. You know what I'm saying? The things out come I'm through. Old Schedule dice games is the craziest shit on earth because they're so random normally. Schedule dice games is definitely some old head shit. That's some forty and up shit. Right. A young niggas don't schedule a dice game. So he's no, definitely gonna, we, gonna, we gonna get out of there about, you know, get in about 10, be out by 2. Yeah. For the young niggas, wake up at 3. Yeah. We're gonna clear the block out, and then, you know, they can shoot the shit up after that. We're gonna be going all right. I told you, I saw, I saw a dice game. I actually sent y'all the video. 29th and Gerard. It was 20 <laughs> was going on all day. <laughs> it was going on for hours. On 29th and Gerard. And I'm like, y'all ain't got a back block, a side stoop. They was in front of the, the, the diner on 29th. Right. Just right it. there. <laughs> like, That's a gentrified area. <laughs> <laughs> Not giving a fuck out there for hours shooting dice the other night. Man, the other day I met up with uh, Talil. I had gave him some money for something. I called this nigga 32 minutes later, FaceTime. He, he bucking the dice. I'm like, yo, you just got the money, dog. You ready to get that shit back? No. That, that gamble, that's a different type of addict right there. And what's crazy is my man hit me and was like, how you been holding up with no poker and shit? And I'm just like, honestly, I'm ch- I play one home game via, uh, my man set it up where you can do it like through your phone. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's like a, um, essentially like how people are working from home. Yeah. He set it up to where, you know, you log in, go into the joint, create an account, and then boom, 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 he could basically set up a home game with everybody there. So we did that a couple times, and uh, I played a couple tournaments and shit. But I'm like, I the, the tournament, computer poker online shit, I don't really like, and I never really got yeah. into it because it's, it's real, like they call them clickbacks when they come to play live poker because it's motherfuckers who just... Like they do that. Right. Just mu- you got. I know you don't understand poker, like, but motherfucker just six and seven betting jacks, just doing crazy <laughs> shit in poker, and it's just that's what motherfuckers do online. Yeah. And it's like people are online specialists, and a lot of them really can't play live. And for me, I'm one of the people where it's like. I open the laptop, go on Poker Stars, log in, get going, and then. If I sit out a couple of hands, I like drag the window down, and I'm on eBay looking at shit. <laughs> and it's like, I like oh, then they do got those. Yeah, on my I side. completely forget where I'm at and what's going on. So I don't like online because I'm, I'm, my mind is just not there yeah. with the shit. So, but I know people who are like that when it comes to working from home, where it's like they feel like they get distracted easily, yeah. and you watching this and doing that, and yeah. So I don't like playing online. But I, it's funny you had a tweet yesterday. It was like, um. Damn, what's uh? I almost hit my, my ticket. ticket Twitter door right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga said chilling like a mug, like it's, it's nothing going on. Somebody told me they said they said soccer back, so I got action. <laughs> Yo, motherfucker, uh, Ross sent me to join the other day. Motherfuckers, um, the Korean baseball league started. Motherfuckers is going crazy over there betting on Ichiro's and just all these different <laughs> motherfuckers. Like, yo, real shit. Korean baseball league back up. Let's get it going. This shit crazy. At I, five in the morning too. At five a.m. <laughs> real shit because they in a different time zone. So you got to wake up at four thirty get your bed in. Niggas betting on archery, bro, Korean bro, baseball, bro. canoeing, competitive crew. I I will never forget this. I told you I used to be around a lot of gambling niggas in the uh, old rim shop on yeah. 16th and Willard. We was in there one day. We were in the back, me, Jock, Shiz, we was all in there. Jock calls off and says, something, something, something. He was at a celebrity basketball game recently. Yeah. And he was like, um, Chris Brown was in there dunking like he was in the NBA. One of the other niggas in the zone was like, well, shit, Breezy about 6'3", 6'4". 
Jock was like, nah, nah, that nigga, I seen him. That nigga ain't no 6'3", 6'4". He might be like 6'1". Maybe he ain't no fucking 6'2". He's like, no, nigga, I'm telling you, I seen nigga airport. Nigga 6'3", 6'4", easy. You know what I'm saying? Don't let that dancing shit fool you. The nigga 6'3", 6'4". He's like, nigga, I'm telling you, the nigga ain't 6'1". He's like, nigga, what what you trying to put on it? Shit, what you you got? What's up? Nigga, nigga, 500. I tell you, nigga, 6'3". And they were rushing to the computer. I'm like, no. This isn't isn't supposed to happen. Niggas better nickel on how tall Chris Brown was. So what was the correct answer? Six one, <laughs> yeah, six one. Yeah. But I was like, gambling niggas cannot turn that shit off. The yo. best Michael Jordan joke was, uh, "How much you want to bet I can quit gambling?" <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. Joke. Did you see Eminem talking to uh, Sway in them another morning? No, I missed it. Dog. So you know Sway has the morning show and shit. He had Paul Rosenberg on there. He called Eminem. So they were just talking about how he felt about the whole Last Dance shit because you know he has the whole collaboration, yeah. or whatever. Eminem was like, I don't even ever think I told this story about how I almost blew the deal to like do like, you know, the Carhartt Fours and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, you know, meet Michael Jordan. You know, we're on a phone conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're having a phone conversation. He was like, Mike is mad cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's like way cooler than what I thought he was going to be, you know, from like the little stories, whatever, whatever. So Em was like, we're getting done and we're talking about all these different things and ideas and whatever, whatever. He was like, we get to the end of the conversation, and Mike tells me, yeah, man, you got to come down to Chicago, you know, because I'm in Detroit and whatever. He was like, my response to Mike was like, yeah, uh, and when I come down there, we playing one-on-one, and I'm a dunk on you. He was like, it got that silent. silent. <laughs> he was like, it got that silent, and Mike was like, all right. And just hung up. <laughs> it was like, wait, I hope he thinks I was joking. Right. But he was like, Mike was like, he's that competitive to where he even mentioned it later. Like, yeah. you don't really think you could like, and if my, and you're like, I'm five, six and white. <laughs> I don't. But he was like, Mike heard that on the phone and just like, he's like, it just. Like triggered him and he just like, like check rock pussy. No, and he was just like, yo, Mike really is a lunatic. But like, I heard that shit the other day. I was fucking dying off of that. But yeah, the, uh, we started with the Rona. We kind of went off. Yeah. Uh, I I don't see the the people are gonna rebel. They're not staying in at this juncture. It's gonna be interesting. There uh, were fucking grills lit everywhere today. Yeah. From what I've been hearing, I've talked to a few different people in different industries. And um, a lot of like conventions and concerts and shit like that, they're saying October to get it like back started. Um, they're supposed to be like a nightlife convention um, in Vegas. It's supposed to be happening around this time of the year. They pushed it back to October and it's supposedly scheduled. People are RSVPing and buying tickets and shit like that for it. So that's allegedly supposed to happen. Um, I can possibly see it happening. I don't know what type of restrictions they're going to put in place, but Vegas is open right now. Like, I don't know if people know it. Mm-hmm. Vegas is open. Now, there is one casino group that has refused to open their 20 casinos mm-hmm. for the whole southern part of Nevada. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
scary right. because they said we don't know how this is going to go and that includes the palms which is like a landmark right. uh property in vegas and they were basically like we don't know how this shit is going to go with people coming back tourism all of that people afraid to get on planes people afraid to be around other people etc cetera, etc cetera. old vegas is open though yeah yeah scumbag vegas is wide open. for sure yeah, scumbag, <laughs> scumbag vegas might come not, on down scumbag <laughs> vegas might not have closed like they've been open yeah so it's just like you know i don't know how that's going to go uh los angeles basically hit them with a with a, a indefinite joint they said a minimum of 90 days right though. um and i just like i've said every single week when we do this shit i take my cues from big urban cities new york right now is extended till june 13th new, anybody listening in new york you're not coming outside june 13th the shit is still fucked up y'all have flattened the curve successfully but it's still not where it needs to be for y'all to be going back outside in a city with 12 million people so that's new york la straight said indefinite but minimum of 90 days with the in, with the indefinite the governor of pennsylvania tom wolf who i actually like a lot said when he announced the may 4th shit for the state he said philadelphia none of this applies to you guess why y'all don't even have a handle on any type of accurate testing or any type of reliable right. testing yet until you get that you're gonna be red with an emphasis on red like right. the, the reddest red you can get that's pa i mean that's philadelphia the rest of PA, Northern PA, nobody lives there. That shit doesn't count. They're back open. Montgomery County is supposed to open up soon, I believe. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it was June. I want to say sixth or eighth. Okay. From what I saw. So Montgomery County is going to be open back up soon. <clears throat> They're supposed to be opening, if they didn't do it already, opening up the bars and restaurants uh, for takeout alcohol. So right. now you can get takeout alcohol with your food. You can't sit in there and get nothing. Yeah, I saw that. So now, instead of a young bitch from North Philly pulling up and bringing you a cocktail, you can right. go to the bar and buy one and take yeah. it to go. Um other than that, though, summer in Philadelphia, chalked. Summer in New York, chalked. Uh, summer in L.A., chalked. Uh, summer in San Francisco, chalked. Uh, Vegas, somewhat open. Atlanta, super open, apparently. Yeah. But they still haven't opened the nightclubs yet. Bars and restaurants, open. Nightclubs, still not open. Uh, Houston, Texas, Dallas, they're open, open. Yeah, I mean, well, they didn't get crazy. They didn't hit. get hit that bad. Yeah, yeah so. but they're like open, open. The servers are like walking around in uh, clubs and bars and shit like that with masks on. It's the craziest <laughs> shit ever, yo. It's a wild ass time period. So, you know, what people got to understand is that everybody's getting an economics lesson. Everybody's getting a law lesson. Economics lesson is all of this shit is interconnected. Right. The fucking money flows from the fucking government to big business to, you know, from the consumers to government, big business, et cetera, et cetera. That shit trickles down. It's what's called trickle down economics. Right. Everything is interconnected. The concert, live show industry is fucked. The uh, <clears throat> subsequently, the nightclub industry is fucked because the live concert industry is fucked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the way down the line. Um, the only thing that's going on right now is health workers, people processing loans, because apparently I was told that the uh, mortgage companies are refusing to furlough mortgages. They want their bread. Right. And they're all in unison on that as an industry. So they're refusing to furlough the mortgages, meaning. 
people that own five, six, eight properties that got <laughs> that got tenants. The tenants ain't got to pay rent, but you got to pay the motherfucking mortgage. So what's going to ultimately happen going forward? It's going to end up being a buyer's market again, where right now the average rent in Philly is probably twelve hundred and fifty to fifteen hundred dollars for nothing. That shit is coming down. Yeah, it's going to be seven hundred fifty to thousand dollar rent it's again. It's going to be oh seven again. <laughs> it's going to be oh seven again because instead of these people being able to make a thousand percent markup on the rent roll and all of that shit with the controlling the mortgage and everything, now they're going to have to just Take what the fuck they can get it's, in order to get a consistent, reliable, paying <coughs> uh, tenant in the building. Excuse me. I, it's crazy looking back. Like, 07 was, what, 13 years ago? So it's like, yeah, I moved out, got my first place and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Moved out to uh, Springfield. The place that I, it was a um, the condominium courts. Okay. I had a two-bedroom, two-bath, private entrance, and a garage, and a balcony off my living room. 915. <laughs> and it's crazy as shit thinking back on that. Like yeah. a two bedroom in anywhere in the city close to it. Two bedroom, two bath, private entrance with a balcony and a garage. Like I had a garage under yeah. my 18, 1900. Yep. Like if so, if somebody look out for you, 1650. That shit was 815. <sighs> I'll never forget it because I paid the year up front. <laughs> Because it was like, you know, yeah, like yeah. I was coming off of I was, I basically told the dude, like, yeah, you know, like I'm going to write a, a cashier's check, da 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 And then I was like, matter of fact, no, I'm going to just bring cash or whatever, whatever. So I went to the bank, took cash out, bought it, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to just pay the year up front. And I remember I met the, the landlord there, and I, I gave him the shit, like, you, I want something signed written. I paid yeah. the whole year for the whole joint. And I remember handing him the money, and he was like, are you like... In the game, and I was like, "No, nah, what the fuck?" The truck driver, I'm no. like, nah, exactly. I'm like, I'm coming off the road. Like, what the fuck? But it was like, yeah, that shit was eight fifteen a month. Crazy. And with you paying cash, you probably didn't even had to do no screening or none of that. None shit. Of that just, shit. Here are your keys, Mr. King. You know how I found that joint? Craigslist. <laughs> like, remember that? Remember when you could do anything on Craigslist? Now you fucking get an apartment on Craigslist. You getting kidnapped? <laughs> you going in a truck? You, sure? you walk into the apartment, <laughs> it's a chalk outline. Like, lay here. <laughs> Dog. I got that joint on Craigslist, yo. Craigslist, I, I bought a car off Craigslist. I bought TVs. I definitely bought a car off Craigslist. You could buy everything on Craigslist at one G, point. I bought a GXP 2012. I bought a GXP Bonneville off of Craigslist. I bought a LeSabe. A, a pearl white joint. Beautiful fucking uh, North Star engine. The whole shit. This girl I was fucking with, who actually we both know, I'll tell you after the okay. show, Poor sugar in my gas. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's more sugar in my fucking gas tank. She told me like five months later. Dog, I bought a Buick Lesabe for fucking 3800 off of uh, <laughs> Craigslist. And when I got there, the white boy was like, yeah, I mean, here it is, you know, da-da-da, clean, da-da-da, you know, whatever, whatever. He's like, hey, um, you want the system? I'll throw that in for extra 250 I'm like, let me see. It was two kicker L7s. I was like, yeah, man, look at me get that shit, shit up. up. <laughs> Craigslist was Amazon before Amazon. No, you no could bullshit. get anything. You could get a bitch. Liquor, a brick, a brick, <laughs> televisions. It didn't matter. Cocaine, low prices. You could go on Amazon and get anything, yo. <laughs> I mean, on a Craigslist and get any fucking thing back in the day. But yeah, yeah I definitely found that spot on Craigslist. Damn, good ass fucking apartment too, man. Good ass. Apartment. I tried filtering through some condos and apartments on Craigslist like five months ago. I got the biggest headache because it's everything is multiple listings. Yeah. It's, it's listed ninety seven right. times. I'm like, yo. Y'all must be paying somebody whose job it is to just list every fucking day. I can't imagine what that shit look like right now. Yeah, I haven't been on Craigslist in years. I, I don't even. That shit is awful. 
Yeah. That shit is awful. It's too many tabs to toggle through and all them drill downs and... I mean, oh, you that was literally oh, that was like when the internet. That was like before. Yeah, that was like when you could first start getting internet on your phone. Right. Exactly. That was the beginning. I used to be on Craigslist on my sidekick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flip the sidekick. That was over. the very Let me beginning. Go see what's on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can get me a parrot real thing. Yo, real talk. Anything. Yo, so I remember Puppies, my, anything. No, anything. Yo, I remember my man was like, um, he was like, yo, I'm looking for a um a Kenwood N dash TV. I was like, I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. I'm like, you trying to ride the uh Voorhees, New Jersey. <laughs> it was like, yo, you could really get anything. It was like, uh, what's the new shit now? Uh Offer up, yeah. It was, that was what Craigslist was like back in the day, but it was just way better. Yo, offer up is crazy. I seen it John one time. Somebody posted an offer up, uh, a direct message conversation, and the boy was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, you selling iPhones? You, you selling iPads?" Blah blah blah. He said, "Bro, I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm on here robbing white motherfuckers. You black, so <laughs> I'm gonna look out for you. Stay safe." Oh. <laughs> Tell me, you seen the boy with the Hellcat? That he bought the Hellcat, and it's the f- full Hellcat, full on body. Of it, the, the emblem was all it, and he opened the hood. It was a 3.6 V6. <laughs> Motherfucker dressed up the fucking SXT he put all the badges and shit. <laughs> That's fucking hard. Somebody was calling it a, um, uh, what the fuck was it? Um, a hell kitten. <laughs> a hell kitten. Ew, motherfuckers. <laughs> that that and that's where like Craigslist kind of took a weird turn to scammers. Like once the scammers, Man, nigga tried to sell me a Nissan Murano for like four thousand. <laughs> it was like it was like two thousand and four. The Joe like, was this like two thousand three. Like, yeah. this is it's four thousand, but you gotta send the money right now. Like dog, where you at? I'm gonna come kill you. Fuck are you talking about? Scam. People don't realize scammers and fake shit always bring whatever the fuck. Remember when spinners was like the greatest oh, fucking thing on earth? Oh my god! Like I remember the I remember the morning after at school when that. Davin Latrell Sprewell shit hit yeah, fucking yeah. cribs, the whip edition. It was like, yo, every fucking car I get. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. My life is going to have spinners on it. And spinners was the coolest shit. Of, riding spinners was a great fucking song. What killed them? Hubcap spinners. <laughs> That's what it was like. All right, yeah, this shit is The rad. spinner wasn't even the same size <laughs> right. as the rest of the fucking room. The spinner was like a pinwheel. <laughs> shit was crazy. It's like, yo, you go, to, you go to R&S Strauss and get some fucking spinner hubs. Yo, I remember my man, uh, Drees, his dad had spinner hubcaps on the van. They had an uh, Astro van with Terrible. a ladder on the back with spinning hubcaps. Like, every time your pop pull on the block, we be ready to air that <laughs> show. Niggas was really taking penitentiary chances to get the spinners, man. My man Big Wayne sold so much fucking Arizona to get some fucking yo. spinners on his tile. Yo, spinners was it, man. That was a great, great time period. Crazy. That's kind of where the battle was supposed to take us back to the other night. And it just it didn't. didn't. Yeah, it just didn't. <laughs> it didn't. All right, so, but disclaimer, uh, I got to own my shit. Nelly oh, got, get into it. N- Nelly got cooked. Uh, and as much as, you know, Matt's overall premise initially was Nelly didn't have the records. Even last night in the fallout from everything, Matt, like, no, Nelly had four or five more records. He just didn't play them. This is, this, I knew, I knew going into, let me, let me get my joint. You can, right. I, I knew going into it 
Luda was going to win. That was where I was at. I'd already made my stand. I, I've been saying it for years. I think Luda is one of, if not the most underrated rapper maybe ever, because he's that fucking good. Yeah. I knew going in, Luda was going to win this shit. When the shit cut on, before Nelly had logged on, Luda played Georgia, which is a top 20 fucking Billboard record. Right. And then he played Getting Some Head, which is a strip club like phenomenon record. Right. He played him before Nelly got on. Warm-ups. I, I was like, yeah, this shit is going to get dark. <laughs> so I'm like, my thing is, I know Nelly got big records. I know he got shit in the tuck. So I know number 12, number 14, 15, 18, 19, yeah. 20. What's he gonna do at the beginning? Nelly started with na 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 na. I'm like, shit about to, get, about dark. to get dark. <laughs> Luda came right out the gate. Welcome to Atlanta, jacking hammers and foes. Back to the Megan and jacking the clothes. Adolescents packing the foes. I'm like, this shit is about to, it's just yeah. gonna be a rap fast. And Nelly, even when he had those stretches where it was like he played grills, then he played Air Force Ones. He had a nice stretch the at, next like, in the middle. The song was like, Wait, what is this? What's this on? This is on Murphy's second album? <laughs> yeah. This is on Kiwan's street album? <laughs> what is this from? He played one joint with Biggie, and I was just like, what is this? He played the whole shit and performed it. <laughs> I was like, what is this? He performed the whole shit because he was like, I'm on, on some rapidy rap shit. Like, Mo, we not here for the rapidy rap Yo. shit from you, bro. It was so... Weird. It was strange, man. Like, like the, the, the placement of the songs, and I, I, I screenshot it to um, like really get into it. So it's like he started with na 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 na, and then Luda had "Welcome to Atlanta." Then he played "Tip Drill," and Luda did "Pussy Poppin'." I think "Tip Drill" was a better song. Yeah, so it was one one. It was one one. "Pimp Juice" and "My Chick Bad." I hate "Pimp Juice." I hate both songs. I I. T- I Say my chick bad. I understand why people might like Pimp Juice. Yeah. Jay said it in a song, whatever, whatever. I never, I hated that song. I would personally call that round a draw. So it was we still tied up? Then it was flap your wings and ho. Depending on where you was at and what you like, you could go either That's way with a toss that. Up. I'm going ho. Literally, people who went to the club and dropped down and get their eat. See, I've I've never dropped down and got my eagle on. So <laughs> that means nothing it means to you. Absolutely nothing to me. I know so, some hoes though. Depending upon how you go, at that point, it's two one one either way. Right. Then it was. Ride with me and Saturday. I always thought Saturday was a great record. Ride with me is very good. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I had Saturday winning that. Then it was. Country Grammar and What's Your Fantasy. I gave it to Country Grammar. Got to. I think What's Your Fantasy is a great song, but I gave it to Country Grammar. This is when it got dark. Nelly played Body on Me, and I was like, why? Like, why do you follow up Country Grammar with that? That wasn't on my list. Let me, disclaimer, (laughs) disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Body on Me wasn't on my list or the addendum to my list. Luda plays Roll Out. You, yeah, you already That's know. That's a wash. Nelly plays 1,000 stacks. I had to go look up the song. <laughs> 1,000 I didn't even know that was a Nelly record. I was like, what is that? Luda plays the remix today. No. Nelly plays Rock the Mic remix. Luda plays the remix that made you look. I'm like, that's when it just, it was just yeah. off to the fucking wayside. Nelly played My Place. Luda played Splash Waterfalls. I'm like, it just, it just started getting goofy. Now, this is what I'm saying when I was telling you and, uh, uh, Ra. No, no. Uh, tissue and a tape. Oh, tissue and tape. Like this is what I was telling y'all. Nelly was making it so easy for Luda to come back, where it was like you're not playing records where right. Luda really gotta like go into his joints, so he can just save them to yeah. where Nelly played <sighs> where the party at. Huge record. He's on it. You know, uh oh. Yeah, he's oh, the best. Oh. He's arguably the best part of the and, record. And it's fly. Luda like all right. 
We doing feature. You play them niggas from Atlanta. I'm gonna play the nigga from Atlanta <laughs> and play Yeah. Luda don't even gotta save Yeah. yeah. This, like, right. He can play that now. He drops Yeah. Wins that. Nelly plays Grill. He plays Stand Up. Which initially I didn't even think that those songs would have linked up. But yeah. that's why I'm like Nelly made it so easy to where it's like Yeah. Grills is the number one. Stand Up's the number one. So you could really really go either way. Yeah. It, it again turns into what song do you like more? Because yeah. he made it easy. Nelly plays Air Force Ones. He plays Southern Hospitality. Then Nelly played Just a Dream. And I was like, why is he playing this? <laughs> What's he doing? You know what? Luda comes back with area codes. Get him, <laughs> Get out, him of out of here. So it just it just turned into like just, it was just so easy for Luda. Yeah. And the part that fucked me up was Luda left a lot of number ones on the for table. For sure. He didn't, he didn't play Glamorous. He didn't play. Baby. Uh, he didn't play Break Your Heart. He didn't play Gossip Folks with None Missy. None of that shit. Which. Correction, I, uh, correction. I've heard gospel folks a zillion times. When you said it, I was like, "Yeah, Chaz Buck." I didn't know. I didn't know the song. I know that sample. My aunt used to play the original record he legit in the house. Didn't even have to go into one minute, man, and none of that shit. Yeah. He did "Runaway Love." He didn't have to touch it. He when, played "Runaway Love" in in, in the bonus rounds. Nelly played "Ei," which me personally is my favorite Nelly Smash. record. Luda played "Money Maker," and I was like, if it would have been just a normal "Money Maker," all right, cool. I'm going E.I. He played the moneymaker with he, fucking Nelly on it. He plays the unreleased moneymaker with Nelly on it. And before it cuts on, says, this record's still with number one without you. Go ahead and play. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, Luda. <laughs> just talking shit. And it was just like, yeah, then Nelly played Get Like Me. He played How Low. Now, this is where things was. This is the funniest tweet I had last night. So the last two songs, Nelly played Hot and Her. And he played Move, Bitch. Hot in hair, number one, six million. Move bitch cultural record. And I was like, timeline up, move bitch is better than hot in hair. So somebody hit me and was like, hey, Matt, I know you always say you don't go to the clubs, but when you went to the clubs, did you be fighting niggas? <laughs> did you used to be fighting niggas? I'm like, what? He's like, because only niggas would be rumbling in the club. <laughs> It's better than Hot in Hair. I'm like, no. Nah, me personally, Hot in Hair was a. It was a cool record, great, but I'm not yeah. playing that shit. And then I already knew he was saving Dilemma for the end. And Luda played Lovers and Friends. Me personally, I don't like Lovers and Friends, so I definitely took Dilemma. Yeah. I hate that one. I'm Lovers and Friends is one of them records where it's like, it's just it's a cool record. Realistically, it's kind of stinks a little bit. It could have been Jeremiah and like <laughs> Smiles and South Star. <laughs> the record would have been just it wasn't like a great record, but right? Like some Luda records, like oh, oh yeah, we skipped right over that. We skipped over oh, because he played Nasty Girl remix and Luda played oh. And I personally hate the Biggie duets. I hated that album. I love Biggie. Yeah. But that was a Jazzy Fizzle production. So <laughs> I, I can't fuck with the Biggie duets at all. I hated they did that. They did the 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 Damian Marley and Biggie joint. One man, oh them head. And I hated yeah. all that shit. So That was oh, a bad time for Puff. It was a weird, weird little time frame <laughs> for Puff. Me personally, I always said, never mind the fact that it's Sierra. Never mind the fact that it was some jazzy face shit. Luda's flow on O is one of his best flows ever. And then he even said when he did that, Jay hit him like, I've never heard someone go so deep into a specific flow like that. Damn, I wish I'd have done this show. And it's like, yeah, when you really listen to you know, when it go platinum, I'm who you should get, 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 get like that's talent like a yeah. motherfucker. And I always said, 
uh, Luda, to me, was just super duper talented. So last night, one of my homies hit me. And he was like, yo, real talk, Luda should have battled like Ross or something. And I'm like, that would have been an even worse version. <laughs> so he was like, you kidding me? And I'm like, here go the thing. When y'all talk about hits, and it made me go really like look this shit up. Yeah. When y'all talk about hits, this is what I mean when I talk about us as far as our culture. Like how we all love Hood, I know, off state property. It's not a hit. It's not a hit. We like the movie and we like what it represented, but it's not a hit. Niggas from Arkansas don't know that record. Niggas from, like, Darby <laughs> don't know that record. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I was telling my homie, I'm like, look at it like this. Because I, I was, he was like, yo, I really didn't realize Luda had this much shit. And I'm like, yeah. hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Rick Ross, you go to Billboard. He has zero number one hits. He has two top tens. 49 songs on that Hot played, 100. Yeah. So Rick Ross, think about how many like bangers Ross got. He got two top 10 Yeah, like BMF is like number 47 or something you on Billboard or some shit like that. T.I., four number ones, 11 top 10s, 56 songs on the Hot 100. Like T.I. only got 11 songs yeah. in the top 10. Nelly has, hold on. It's it? like... Four, four number ones, four, 14 top tens, and I think 36 overall. Nelly has four number ones, 14 top tens, 36 yeah. songs in a hot 100. Luda has five number ones, 18 top tens, 56 songs in a hot 100. And I'm just like, Luda has a lot that of volume. Fuck, he, the volume. And yeah. that's really what we was talking about last week, where yeah. it's like, it's peak against longevity. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, Luda, as much as I hate All I Do Is Win, and I knew from jump, whatever the fuck he played all against, All I Do Is Win against is going to lose. Yeah. So I already knew that And I had it like Kind of to myself I was on a tip like I just hope it ain't like A super banger And I, I was saying to, to, my, to my man I hope the tide Don't turn When he plays <laughs> Cause I'm like Luda's winning right now Handily And I know he gonna play This stupid ass song And he, it was funny Cause he played it Against Shake Your Tail Feather Which yeah. is a smash And I'm just like I started seeing the, the tweets uh, All I do is win That's two points That's an automatic I'm just like Here we go I'm like <laughs> Luda gotta come back with some shit next round. Cause I again that song is just yeah. we over. So when it was all said and done, I had it 13 to 7. Which realistically, I, that was just me favoritism on the fact that I really like Air Force Ones. Yeah. I always like grills. And <clears throat> excuse me. I gave it to uh what was the one, John, where I went left where I kind of think I should have went right. Uh him, I just saw it. Oh, EI with money. Right, 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 you know right. what I'm saying? <clears throat> Any score between 13 7 
to 17-3 is a valid score in favor of Ludacris. The place, Nelly had, number one, Nelly showed up 15 minutes late with a cup in his hand like the drunk uncle that's at your yeah. birthday cookout and don't know that that's the reason why they're there for the cookout. Damn, boy, what's going on? You're getting big. Uh, how old is you now? <laughs> Nigga, I'm 13. Yeah. Oh, damn, that's crazy. When your birthday? Today, motherfucker. That's why we having this cookout. Like, he showed up late with a cup in his hand. He was on an Irv Gotti cocktail, which is Molly Coke and uh, unspecified substance. And he just didn't have no game plan, no nothing. He showed up like, yo, oh shit, we is battling today, huh? Yeah. Damn, all right, that's tonight. All right, let me let me see what I got in this uh, hard drive over here yeah. and play all some records. Like he played his favorite records as opposed to his twenty best records. Yeah, I I, I told you that the body on me was weird. The body on me was weird. He would have been better off. He didn't play Here I Am during the regular rounds. That was weird. He didn't play the Janet record, which is a banger. Yeah. And that was a top 10 record. He didn't play that during the regular rounds. And I'm just like, what the fuck is Nelly doing? Like, and I get it. It was a hurricane in St. Louis. The service is bad, this and that. But that doesn't excuse you just like having no game plan. And with Nelly, if you know your shit is top heavy, like if you know you got 12 sure shots, I would have just played the 12 best in a row and just let the chips land where they may and just try to muddy up the shit. Whereas opposed to like Luda, Luda was styling on Nelly the whole shit. My thing the with, showmanship was through the roof. My, right. My thing with, with Nelly, and this goes back to what we what you were saying last week, is like there's a stretch right there where like right after he played Grills, he could have followed up with Here I Am. He could have did Midwest Swing. He could have did Batter Up. And he, it was just a lot of records where it was just like me personally, I don't think some of these records is better, but you got a fighting chance as opposed you got a fighting to chance. You body can sway me opinion. or a thousand stacks. Because we never heard a thousand, thousand stacks. stacks is wild. Miss <laughs> Jackson never heard a thousand stacks. She lives in the house. Like, like if he played thousand stacks in the crib, she's like, boy, what's that shit you playing? Yo, real shit. She, she lives in the house and she's like, bro, what is that you playing right now? Cut that shit off. Like, he was tripping. I know Biggie was like, bro, why are you yeah, doing this to me? Thousand stacks was wild. <laughs> Nelly was on some like backpacker shit on that joint. Yo, yo. that joint was thousand stacks was weird. And then the just the dream joint for me was like, all right. And then get like me was like, all right. And it was like, that's kind of what I was saying last week. It's like, I just think there's gonna hit a stretch where Nelly. Just don't got the records. I didn't think he was just gonna like not do play the record. Do it something. Like no, Matt said I ain't had a record. So guess what? I didn't even bring them <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's how it felt. And news had me cracking the fuck up because every round he would update his score. Yeah. And at one point he had it uh fourteen to two. I'm like, all right, news worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Nelly don't want a couple of rounds, dog. Because he got them joints. He got tip drill. He got country grammar. Got you know, drinks, he, man. he got them. He but, left like five on the table. But Luda really, really is like that. Oh, Luda apology. I'm sorry, Luda. Mm-hmm. You did your thing. Uh, nobody's going to care in four days when Takashi no. 69 do some no. more bullshit. But yeah. I, I, you did your thing. Like, Luda, everything was, he did every, he played every card right. I'm like, I tweeted yesterday. I'm like, Luda is. The corny ass nigga on your block that's cool as shit. And my homie was like, 
Yo, that's the, like the perfect description. Like he a corny ass nigga, but he cool in a motherfucker. My man Dre Ali was like, uh, he was like, man, he, during the week we was talking to it, like leading up to it. He was like, man, he's like, Luda is the nigga that is nominated for a Kids Choice Award that comes to the Kids Choice Awards and wins the Kids <laughs> Choice Award. <laughs> like he's that nigga, and he's there at the end, nigga slammed. And it, it's wild though because I look back on it and it's just me and Rob was talking about it the other day. It's like, yo. Niggas just for years just never really respected him and like got overlooked and he sold a lot of fucking records and, and made a Rob lot was, of noise. I was saying like I knew Luda was for real when he hopped on the Made You Look remix and just like obliviated, obliviated fucking Jada and and, uh, and it was just like yeah no like Luda can really fucking well. rap but me personally a lot of people don't like that. You know, Luda. Yeah. yeah, finger squeeze triggers like boa constrictors. <laughs> it's like they don't like that. I personally like it because yeah. it's his thing. It's right. his flow. He's not copying no one, mimicking no one. That's him. And it's like when you listen to Luda be a radio personality, it makes total sense. Absolutely. Why he acts like that and why he raps like that. And I just always found it interesting because it's his shit. It's yeah. like Busta Rhymes. It's his fucking flow. Ain't nobody, it, it ain't borrowed. It ain't no shit he took from somebody else. That's his shit. And when I look at like Luda on O, Luda on Made You Look Remix, Luda on Saturday, just all these different flows yeah. that the nigga just was able to do and pull off. It's like, dog, he's a super talented ass rapper. So that's For why sure. I just was on a tip. Like, I personally didn't see, understand him and Nelly just because they're like two different artists. I understand they were at the same time period, yeah. but they're not <laughs> one and the same. I would have much rather liked to see Luda versus T.I. Yes. That to me would have made a little bit more sense where it's like both got big records, both featured yeah. out the ass, both from Atlanta, had they little shit with each other. They got records dissing each other. They got records fucking with each other. Right. That battle to me would have made a whole hell of a lot more yeah, sense definitely. than him and Nelly. So that's, I was on that tip from the jump. I saw people last night like Luda's discography is better than T.I.'s. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, look, I'm a Luda fan. <laughs> You're tripping now. I'm like, let's not get it carried away. I'm like. T.I. arguably got three or four classic albums, at least Southern classics. I, King is a classic. King is a classic. Urban Legend is right there. I was going to say trap, trap music. music is a underground, like a, a, a Southern classic. Yeah. Urban Legend was like, Urban Legend to me is the equivalent of like, Reasonable doubt. Not even gonna go reasonable doubt. I'm gonna say more of like a volume two. Where volume it's like two. It, the it, highs it are very highs, high. Yeah. And if you were there, you you really remember you don't know me and shit yeah. like that. But it's not his like crescendo. Like to me, it's like King is his crescendo. King is like yeah. his blueprint, and then Paper Trail is almost like his uh, black album. Black album, where yeah. he, exactly? And it's just like I, cause yeah. I personally think Paper Trail is his best album. Paper Trail is amazing. Paper Trail was great. Now he was on Lil Wayne Dick the whole album, but that's that's another story. Hey, listen. <laughs> he He's, said, "Oh, Lil Wayne was supposed to say I'm Illy, but he said I'm Millie. I'm Millie. First, <laughs> first rapper in the history of rap music to have a number one and knock the number one out with another number one. Can ill on paper trip. He was on some he, shit. He was on some shit. Street shit. Swing your rag. Uh, what's the joint we did? Shorty low. What's up? What's what's he had mm. so much shit on paper. Paper trip. That's an underrated diss record, dog, man. That, that whole everything surround the video. The paper, Bowen Holmes and shit. Ooh. Paper trail was Standing a fucking on the sign, great. Like, I started with the 56 bars and all that. Paper trail was a phenomenal rap album. If you don't have that in your top 
25 you kind of wild and like it's amazing paper album. trail was fucking great so that's why i was telling my, my manager i'm like don't get it fucked up luda got great albums like you know what i'm saying like he got you know the release therapy and the, the fucking uh chicken and beer and all these albums that did crazy numbers yeah. and shit like that but i'm like luda don't everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't have an album that can compete with Paper Trail, and then he don't got or King. It, it, the crazy part is, is like my my homie's like, dog, you even said like, he won a Grammy over King, and I'm like, you know, the white the, boy the, the run over Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like they get, get that shit wrong. We gonna get carried <laughs> away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm like, Ti's discography is great. Now, on the flip. T.I. has a lot of billboard placements, but again, after Luda's initial run, T.I. became that guy coming out of Atlanta. So yeah. it's like, you look at one point where Luda's on a song with Nas and Jada, then he's on a song with Fergie, then he's on a song with Missy, then he's on a song with Young Buck, then he's on a song with Lil Jon, he's on a song with Usher, he's on a song with Justin Bieber. And when that kind of shifted in like 07, 08, when Luda was on the Fast and the Furious shit, it became T.I. who was on mm -hmm. a song with Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Kanye, Beyonce, Destiny's and it's like T.I. got enough features yeah. like T.I. could get just ridiculous and play like his soldier right. you know what I'm yeah, saying like he yeah. got all of them big records so that's why me personally I felt T.I. and Luda would have been the better battle yeah. and I was saying today me and Zayda so shout out Zayda I, I I'm officially done with the battles. I watched this one just because it's, as it was going on, so many people. It, it was on. Yeah, I wasn't going to watch it, and I got pulled into. You would have thought I was like Shaka Zulu. So I'm like, <laughs> motherfuckers was hitting me left and right, like, "Yo, Matt, you wasn't bullshitting. Damn, Luda really killing this bullshit." So people kept sending it to yeah. me, and I kept, you know, after a while, I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm on this, John. Like, it is what it is." But my thing with the battles, and, and we, you can attest to this. Who said it the other day? I think Zayda might have said it. We all just got different heroes. Yeah. And that's just what it all boiled down to. If if you were around, like like somebody I know who went to, you, didn't you go to like Clark? Mm -hmm. If you were in Atlanta at a certain time period, certain music is just going to make yeah, more I sense to you. I saw T.I. on campus. I remember I'm serious and leading the trap music and you all that shit. You know what Rob said to me the other day? Rob was like, when he was DJing, he was on the the... Whatever the fuck council was at UPenn, because Rob would DJ all day events yeah. and shit. And he was like, we had a $100,000 budget for their spring like concert shit. Right. He's like, we booked Luda for 80. And Rob was like, watching Luda on stage for an hour and 15 minutes really put it in perspective to me. Because he's like, I always looked at Luda like he was like kind of goofy and played her. But he's yeah. like... Motherfuckers don't realize how hard it is as a rapper. Because, you know, when you're an entertainer like a Beyonce or somebody, you got 50 dancers. Right, and right. He's like, Luda came out <laughs> on stage by himself and had the crowd on tilt for an hour and some change. He's yeah. like, Luda's really that yeah, nigga. He's a showman. Yeah. So that's where it's just like if you've seen certain things or experienced it, it really just is going to be like bias so to, right. to who you like. And I'm literally just at the point now where it's like, the battles happen, and you, no matter, it could be Boys the Men versus 112. You'd have somebody <laughs> like, oh no, but 112 has some bangers. 112 had pieces of cream, nigga. <laughs> and you're just like, what? I saw somebody today on Facebook was like, um, 
it was a picture of Ron Isley and Charlie Wilson and was like, I ain't going to hold you. I'd love to see this battle, like the Gat Van versus the Isley Brothers. I'm like, first off, they wouldn't get on the live for three hours <laughs> trying to figure that shit out. When they finally get on, the glare off of the grease that they have in the off camera. Off the hair in the face. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to see the Isley Brothers versus the Gat Van. But that's really where we've gotten now, where it's like, Anything. Yeah. We want to see. But before the battle was even over last night, motherfuckers was like, who next? I want to see Busta Rhymes versus Missy. I want to see DMX versus Hove. And I'm yeah. and you was even like, yo, Hove isn't doing this show. If Swiss no Swiss has J phone number. He's probably one of the nine people in in on planet Earth with J number. If he asked Jay to do it, he's getting blocked for seven Real years. Real shit. Why would you call me with this nonsense? I'm a father of like seven or whatever the fuck. Yo, how many kids he got now? The like, greatest clip of Jay Z ever. Charlemagne was like, "So, yo, would you and uh, Beyonce ever consider doing a reality show?" Jay was like, "What?" <laughs> this response, what? Like it's like 18 layers. You'd have to get. He's like, what? Nigga's more famous than probably anybody other than a Kardashian. Like, what are you talking about? What? You know how many layers you gotta peel through to talk to Jay? He he told him he was like, yo, it's like 18 layers you'd have to get through to do that. He's like, no. (laughs) Y'all want Jay Z to log on on Von Smith's fucking uh, watch page or some bullshit? The fucking rock box page and go live with fucking uh, like every time Kanye pop up on a Kardashian joint he just be looking like you could almost tell he's like oh shit I know y'all was recording <laughs> y'all filming today shit <laughs> fuck like, like no nah. I just want to design buildings and cool sneakers so like, I don't, yeah, I'm Jake, not here for this shit Jake motherfuckers was like oh DMX and Snoop both called him out I'm like yeah they gonna keep calling him out like Jay ain't got time for this number shit number one Number one, DMX got six number one albums, and it's like 19 songs over six albums that we even give a fuck about, let alone bangers that matter. Snoop Dogg has a legitimate case, but again, Snoop Dogg's page look like a nigga from South Philly page that just posted memes all day. Like, Jay-Z is not participating in this shit. It's never happening. So somebody asked me a question last night. They said, what is my ultimate battle? And I came with three. And I know none of these people are doing it because they rich as fuck and super successful and don't care. But I said, I would like to see Beyonce and Rihanna. Mm. I would like to see. Never happen. Never happen. Never happen. Uh, Jay and Drake. Never happened. And I would also, this is my curveball, I would like to see Drake and Beyonce do a 10-song R&B only battle. I ain't gonna hold you. I said the other day, because uh, one of our listeners hit me and was like, damn, so y'all really think Drake a cook hove? I'm like, in a hit Battle, I'm like, it's you know, you could you could put Hove, DMX, and Nas together in a hit battle against Drake. Pick your best twenty. Like when when Nas play, you owe me. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, this is getting dark. Like it, when it hits, I'm like, the boy got. 215 songs on the, the billboard are like just too many hits. And let's do this real quick. Let's dig a layer deeper. I was not before you dig a layer. I was gonna say that the only person who makes legitimate sense to battle Drake in one of these battles would be Kanye. Stop. Or Wayne. I don't even think Wayne. Just because Wayne don't have a long like Kanye. Literally every album he has has like three or four chart toppers. Where like. The first album has Jesus Walks. It has uh, Through the Wire. It has two words. Then the second album has Gold Digger, uh, Touch the Sky. It has Diamonds Are Forever. The third album has 
uh, good life. It has, right. you know, gr- uh, stronger. It has. It, he just has a long list of big chart topping songs. Whereas Wayne, Wayne didn't chart the tops, uh, top, top the, chart. the charts until Carter Three. Like Carter but, Two didn't even have those joints. But the whole fucking Carter Three is the, like the, the Carter, every song is platinum. every song charted and shit. Like, and that's what yeah. I mean. But then after that, it's Carter Four, and then Wayne was in jail, and then Drake kind of took off. So Wayne, yeah. don't get it fucked up. Has the long like Wayne would be a motherfucker where like I'd want to see him battle. Like who? I, it's, it's it's just because it's like off top. Somebody where they have like an extensive street. Career, yeah, and then like the big shit up top too, because like Wayne realistically could go into a battle and play his fucking "Show Me What You Got" freestyle, yeah, and that's gonna win a round. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whereas a lot of motherfuckers couldn't do that, so it's a different type of battle. Yeah. Whereas Drake and Kanye are just massive hits I get what over saying. and over I get what and over saying. again. So that to me would make a little bit yeah. more sense. But what you was gonna so say about the deck? Step further. We talk a lot about Billboard on this show, but I don't want to skew y'all to thinking that like. The Billboard Hot 100 is the only chart that matters, but it's the biggest chart. I, that's what I was trying to allude to when I mentioned the Rick Ross shit. Yeah. Like, Ross got a lot of fucking songs we love and care about, but not nothing. Yeah. And, you so know there's the rap chart. There's the rhythmic chart. There's the crossover chart. There's the pop chart. There's the streaming chart now. There's the radio chart. And then within radio, there's BDS, BDS, um, Nielsen, all of that as far as plays and shit like that and sometimes a record can dominate radio but not dominate the internet or the other or dominate sales in order to push it up to be a number one or a top five or whatever the fuck case may be record because like i said last week while i was screaming you there's there's like seven different criterias that all have to meet at one time to push a record to number one so there are radio hits like they're like with like nelly particularly the year after Country Grammar came out, this motherfucker made like $14 million off the radio <laughs> because radio generates a mechanical royalty also. I got it. Because you, all of his whole album was playing on the radio at 3,000 to 9,000 spins a week. You ready for the for the week's trivia like we did last week with cool. the whole uh, Trap Queen? You know how many motherfuckers hit me like, yo, you're right. I looked at like, it's I crazy. cannot believe Fetty has a diamond song. It's crazy because Tissue the Tape was like, I was feeling like I was screaming into the mic. <laughs> trap like, Queen. Trap Queen. All right. Trivia for the week because you just mentioned about how you can dominate one but not dominate the other. So, the biggest radio song in Def Jam history is Rihanna featuring Jay-Z, Umbrella. It's their biggest radio hit in Def Jam history. Rihanna got past what song? What was the biggest song in Def Jam radio history? history Prior to Umbrella. Before Rihanna. I couldn't believe it. So pre-2008. The biggest song in Def Jam history for the radio. Is probably... It's going to fuck you up when you hear it's it. It's probably something from the Beastie Boys nope. or Run DMC. You're not even close. Holy shit. Lot, lot, lot newer than you think. Newer? Lot newer than the Beastie Boys. It's not even the 80s. So it's 2000s? Not, yeah, not even the 90s. Blew my mind reading this shit, yo. I hope y'all are thinking about this out there listening to this shit right now. 2000s era... Biggest song in Def Jam radio history. Rihanna's Umbrella was the Rihanna f- was the first song else. that went past it as far as radio airplay. 
in the radio chart. I was gonna say like Method Method Mary, but that would be pre two thousand. That's pre two thousand. You ready to give up? I give up. Cameron, oh boy. Are you shit? <laughs> Craziest shit ever. And if, think about how that song played on the radio. When I read that shit, I was like, damn, really? Rihanna's Umbrella was the biggest song in Def Jam Radio history. It, 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 Cameron's Oh Boy was the biggest song in Def Jam Radio history until Umbrella passed it. That's crazy. Blew my mind. Cam only like put out two albums on Def Jam. Craziest <laughs> like, shit he, ever. He was in and out the building. But this is why Cam owned 92 gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy as shit when you... And that's what we was talking about before when we was talking about... Uh, what's the boy from St. Louis? Um, Chingy? No, the other one. It's only three of them. It's Nelly, him, Chingy, and... Uh, it's the new improved hood hop. Oh, uh, Jaquan. Motherfuckers like, how is Jaquan, Jaquan still have a, a, a big house and money? And I'm like, dog, he dropped Tipsy, which is a fucking mon. Once your song makes it to movies and commercials, yeah. you continuously get paid off of this yeah. shit. Every and 90 it, days, that check coming. Like new money. Fucking Dillinger said he make 400000 a fucking year, a year off the back catalog. Yeah. Like, that's dad. You know why? Because <laughs> he got two of America's most wanted in his catalog. Crazy. And it's like, yeah, Cameron dropped, oh boy, that's one of the big, think, think about it. You're the first person to go platinum on Rockefeller outside of Jay-Z. For all of the rock shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, like Cam's album was really that Fuck. crazy, yo. So that means he probably brought in like 50 million to the label or some shit like that during his album cycle. It was so ridiculous that Dane was like, Jay Sleep, you, pr- you, you vice president. president. <laughs> then to clean it up, he was like, no, what I meant was everybody's vice president. Like, how they be Tom Long Sleep? They like, Jay Sleep, nigga, you vice president. <laughs> Fuck. Dog. Dog. That old boy fuck. shit was crazy as fuck. I look I saw that show and that it, it, it that was crazy to me in the trap queen. I would imagine I, that Hey Ma is probably somewhere in the top twenty. Have to be. Have to be. Because they were on a, they were on fire at that point. He dropped Damn. that old boy. And the craziest part is old boy wasn't even done. It wasn't even mixed. They <laughs> stole that shit. <laughs> I was out right, like, we gotta we like, they this shit to stole radio. it. It was supposed to be J John. They straight <laughs> took it. That's crazy. Cam's biggest hit ever. Damn. Craziest shit ever, yo. Yo, we killing the trivia, man. Two weeks in a row. That was bomb. All right. Well, before we get on to the next topic, we got sponsors this week, baby. Oh, it's lit. Tell her, can we get some claps for the sponsors real quick? We want to give a special shout out to Sugar and Spice Kitty Spa right here in Philadelphia. Um, they're bringing you a variety of COVID-friendly experiences right now with the whole city and the country shut down. Um, they have celebratory boxes for your children between ages of 3 to 12 years old. Brighten a child's day or celebrate a special occasion with one of their famous Kitty Spa graduation or birthday boxes all of which can be dropped off by one of several fun characters. You want Elmo, you want Big Bird, you want fucking SpongeBob to drop it off. They can do all of that for you. Sugar and Spice Kitty Spa is offering all TRP listeners 10% off any purchase you make with coupon code TRPE. That's coupon code TRPE for 10% off. Please visit SugarAndSpiceKittySpa.com. That's K-I-D-D-I-E, not Y. Spa.com or call 267-693-1020 and make that special young person in your life smile during this difficult time. That's sugar and spice kitty spa.com or call 267-693-1020. Shout out to our sponsor for today's show. More claps for the sponsor, Taylor. Yeah. 
Cameron's Old Boy samples I'm Going Down by Rolls Royce. It held the number one chart on hot R&B hip-hop singles for five straight weeks. It also held number one on the chart on the hot rap tracks. It peaked at number four on that Billboard Hot 100. The song also topped the radio rhythmic chart for seven weeks and is Def Jam's second biggest radio hit behind Rihanna's Umbrella. That's the craziest shit ever. TRPE Trivia. All right, what else you want to talk about? We got we got an hour to go, T. All right, about an hour. Uh, I said I'm done with battles. So we, we fuck <laughs> the battles that. are over. We're done with that. Um, I, you 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 gotta laugh a little bit at the young boy, man. You know what I'm saying? I said the other day. If he somehow finesses a Billboard Hot 100 out of this nonsense, nonsense, it, 20 is the craziest thing on earth. Like 20 just doesn't make sense at this point. He's supposed to be in jail right now. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it in my life. I watched a video that he had the other day where he was breaking down the Billboard shit and all of that and the report that all the labels get and all of that prior to... Uh, the chart coming out and all of that shit, the finalized chart and everything. To hear that Doja Cat's label stated, we're cool with being behind 6ix9ine. That Ariana Grande, we got to investigate. <laughs> to hear that is like, they've all conceded, like, this record is just, it's out of here. And it's nothing we can do to catch this. But, these other motherfuckers on the charts that went from jump from five to one and all that, we need an independent audit of their shit. We believe his numbers. So that goes back to what I was saying last week. Are the numbers body? I guess not when the other three major record labels are like, nah, audit Ariana Grande shit. We believe 6ix9ine's numbers are valid and we'll fall wherever we may behind him. That's crazy. They take into account YouTube streams when it comes yeah. to, to doing this. And his YouTube streams were like triple the next, the second closest person. And I, I watched that video where he was like breaking down how this whole billboard shit works. And I'm like, he actually knows what the fuck he's talking about. At least it sounds all like. All he does is sit in the house and study the fucking internet and the music in it. That's all he does. Like Gooba dropped a week ago, one week ago. It has 180 million views already. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like it don't, it don't make logical sense. So it's just like. Yeah, like he might end up with a a Billboard number one on this goofy ass fucking song. Yes, just the Billboard presence. Al I mean, the YouTube presence alone is catapulting his shit because I know no radio stations in the country are playing. This What's shit. wild is I meant to tell y'all you and Roddy the other day when I was uh, riding the bike, I was coming off of the bridge at uh um Penn's Landing the other yeah. day. Car rolled past me with Gooba playing. <laughs> I was crying the fuck because <laughs> I was like, I ain't no motherfuckers was really banging if a car rolled past with the shit blasting loud at a motherfucker. So it's like, yeah, he might finesse a number one. Yeah, it sounds wild as shit, but yeah, it it. it it looks like it. It looks like it. It really does. My thing with him is the initial interest. We all knew. We've been talking about this shit for two years. 
We <laughs> knew the initial interest of him getting out of jail was going to be huge. We talked about it before anybody did because we knew he's going to go to jail. He's going to come out. He's going to tell. He's going to go to jail. He's going to come home. He's going to be bigger than he was before. We knew that. We didn't know he's going to be this fucking big, right. like a full blown, like a rock star. <laughs> he just dominated the fucking YouTube chart, and NBA YoungBoy owns that chart. He just was like. <laughs> 15 million plays mm-hmm. or some shit like that ahead of NBA Youngboy. Off of like, one video. Off of one video. NBA Youngboy got like 97,000 <laughs> videos up. So we knew that, but the whole, just the, the lightning rod nature of this one record, and it's still growing in all actuality, it's just like, all right, man. You know what's crazy? You might be on to something here. Sean said something that was the other day that was very interesting. And it's Sean doesn't say many things that are interesting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh my tailor see me twice a week. He like my homie Sean. Yeah. He was like, somebody had commented on the drum was like, it's ridiculous seeing all the celebrities in Takashi comments and the shave room comments almost like validating him and what he did and like, damn, like, don't y'all got like no morals, no this and the third, and that's that real nigga rhetoric. And Sean was like, yo, y'all want people who live in a in Hollywood, these people are in a world where it's like 2% real. These motherfuckers yeah. will sell their soul to be famous and be on and be... For like, a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you ain't gonna get none of them to yeah. like go against the little nigga. They love that shit because they trying to catch some of the heat. Motherfuckers is praying to God to Kashi be like, yo, let's do a reality I know show. He's get, I was about to say, you read my mind, bro. I know he's getting 90,000 reality show offers a week. Motherfuckers is praying and hoping that he just they can get some little bit of heat off of the little nigga. And it's just like, yeah, like, shows are like, you're not going to get motherfuckers who struggling actors and struggling musicians and shit to like be like, <laughs> no, don't do like, you on fire right now. You almost got to like run with it. Right. Yeah, like I wouldn't even be surprised to look up and see him like having features and all kinds of crazy ass it's shit. It's coming. It wouldn't even shock me, yo. Like this kid from Chicago, his name Lil Zay Osama. He like got like a nice little internet presence, good following and shit like that. And he's like a quote unquote gangster rapper. And he said it on Vlad before when he first told. He was like, I would still do a song with him even though he told. So it's like, it's a lot of, he spoke on it on camera. Imagine how many other people feel the same way, but just not saying right. nothing. And they just go and sneak their record in there. And then once the shit go top 10, they're going to be like, yeah, y'all niggas was hating on my man. Like, you already know no it's coming. Talk. And I, I said it the other day to uh, uh, one of my group chats that we was talking about. It, and he was like, yo, what do you see the outcome of this? I'm like, this the, the outcome for Takashi is very black and white. There is no gray area. Yes. He's going to end up like Paul McCartney or John Lennon. One or the there, other. There is no, there's no Ringo. There, there's, there's no black and white. And what I mean by that is a crazed fan is going to run up and shoot him. Or he's about to like tear Billboard apart for yeah. the next two or three the years. Thing, I just was telling my man Jody, we was DMing because he had sent me a Takashi had posted the old video with a girl, Selena Powell, exposing Snoop, talking about how they was meeting up and this and that. It's like a two-year-old video or whatever. But he, the thing that he did was real subtle. He tagged Snoop's wife to the post. I said, see, shit like this, this it, is where it goes left at. Right. You don't play with a man's kids or his family. Mm-hmm. And... Now you're opening it up to where Snoop got to deal with that at home. Even though it's an old video, they probably passed it. All of the shit, the clout chasing shit with the bitch and all of that. He still got to hear, why is this little boy bringing me into your internet beef? And So now it becomes a situation where a nigga damn near like, 
I'll just pay the hundred thousand to get it done and just deal with whatever come with it because you're pushing him into a corner in his personal life. You taking it past rap and making it personal. Right. And at that point, when you're as high profile of a snitch as Takashi is, you don't know where that shit is coming from when and if it happens. So like you said, a crazed fan or a, ra- a random nigga from Little Rock, Arkansas, or uh, some Mexican, Street. yeah, somebody from Great yeah. Street, or somebody from Hoover, or somebody from the cartels that don't respect snitches. You don't know where it's coming from. And some people are just down to do the time for the clout alone of, right. yeah, I smoked it. They're going to be a hero in jail. You kill a rat, you're a hero in jail. Whitey Bulger snitched on everybody in Boston, his competition, his friends, his, his people he worked with, everybody. everybody. The whole 70s, 80s, and 90s. He got transferred to a prison in West Virginia. He got stabbed to death the first day. Because a lifer that kills the biggest snitch in the history of Boston is a hero in jail. So some motherfuckers don't care about the repercussion of what happens after they kill your fucking ass. So he has to be careful to paint within the lines a little bit more and watch how far across the line like he pushes shit. Because you're going to push somebody to the point where they're going to say... I'll just pay the Russian hitman to get it done. It's funny, though, looking at just how much things changed. Like, Snoop be, like, cooking with Martha Stewart and has had, like, three MTV shows and he did, like, Doggy Fizzle, Televizzle and all of but that. he's still on the internet beefing with Takashi. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying the fact that, like, Snoop is a real crip. He's, yeah. Like, he a, a real, real live, like, and he's gang a, member. And he's a icon, a media icon also. It's wild as shit yeah. just how those two joints play out. But I was telling them in the group chat, I'm like, yo... What what probably will happen is he's going to drop another song. It's going to be big. Yeah. If he gets a feature, let's say uh, uh, anybody, it's, what's going to happen is he's going to drop three or four songs. They're going to all be big. They might be as big as the last song. They're going to all be big. He's going to make 20 to 30 million dollars and i personally think he just disappears like the hair comes out i think he loved the internet too much and he loved the attention too much i feel like it's gonna be like some smoking aces shit like <laughs> the tattoos come off he gets, Buddha believes. he gets reconstructed facial surgery and you just never see the little motherfucker yeah. again and you you done made 20 30 m's on top of the money yeah. you could just go chill somewhere and whatever whatever especially if you get the tattoos removed what probably will happen is he's going to keep doing these stupid-ass videos where you, like, dancing with the— You know, like, Terrence Howard, you know, as much as we hate him, man, he had <laughs> one of the greatest lines in movie history in Four Brothers. You knock on the devil's door long enough, somebody going to answer this shit. No bullshit. And it's just like, yeah, like, you play around like that— Like, you know how motherfucker tell you, like, yo, stop playing. Like— Stop playing. They tell you stop playing four or five times yeah. before they all of a slap the shit out of you. They pull just... out a blackjack and bust your motherfucking head <laughs> right. Damn, so, why you hit me with the blackjack? Why you ain't stop playing? So it's it's it's. Did it, you catch uh, Charlemagne and Schultz talking about this the other I, day? I watched two minutes of it. Yeah. It, Charlemagne is is like when he's. It's almost like when he's being serious, I can't take it take him, serious. Because yeah, it's like it feels like a weird joke is yeah. coming and shit. But um, I, I saw like two minutes of he, it. He was making a hell of a lot of sense. He made a sense. whole hell of a lot of sense in and what he I saw. Was, he was ahead of the curve on basically saying like, this, I know how this ends, dead or in jail. He said, now, 
he's doing the same shit that he did before. He's making the same type of music that he said before, and he's inciting people the same way that he did before. So he said, you already went to jail. Jail wasn't obviously enough to scare you. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to keep pushing your boundaries until somebody kills you. He's like, and that's the way this ends, unless he alters his behavior. So it's like you said, Charlamagne said the same thing. Unless you alter your behavior or change something about yourself, somebody, like a bullet ain't got no name on it. And somebody wants that clout for killing your fucking ass. The average American don't. They understand you because you painted the picture in a way that they can relate to it. But it's some Mexican or Peruvian or black gangster out there that don't give a fuck about none of that because they like, yeah, all that's cool. But you said you was a gangster. And when shit got gangster, you didn't get gangster. You told the police, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. And that's just what it is. And in some certain situations where you dealing with a nigga like Snoop, that's like mega rich. 50 Cent says it all the time. I'm rich enough to where I ain't got to be there for it to happen. And he ain't got to elaborate on what he mean by that. I don't got to be there for it to happen. I pay him up. The price of life is cheap where I come from. I pay a motherfucker $5,000. They clean you up. I pay him $20,000. They kill your whole family. Mm. It is what the fuck it is. So, Jay had a line where he said, don't make me relapse. <laughs> like It's one of them Jones like, yeah, I'm Snoop, the icon. And don't make me relapse to rolling 20 Crip Snoop and have one of these young niggas kill your whole family because you playing games with me on the internet. One of, one of my female friends the other day was like, do you, be, do you feel like certain rappers is really like who they be talking about? And I'm like, I feel like it's like anything else on earth. It's like... When we did book reports in high school, some motherfuckers was like bullshitting and went online and found a bunch of shit and wrote it down. Then there's other motherfuckers who's like Shakespeare when it comes to like, right. and it's just, it, that's kind of how it is. Like, cause she was asking me about Boosie and she was like, cause you know, the whole show, we can get into that, the whole thing with Boosie. Okay. The, um, but she was asking me about him. Like, do you think he's like really, really like, and I'm like, I mean, ain't too many rappers been looking at death row. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the long and the short of it. Like, Ain't no accidental death rows. Ain't no accidental <laughs> death rows. Yeah. Like, you don't just accidentally beat her as, a, as like, a fucking platinum rapper. Yeah. It's not, like, a normal thing. There are accidental death rows, but they, like, Jones you've never heard of. And not as see a it. famous entertainer. Yeah, you'll see it on BT at 3 in the morning and shit like <laughs> right. that. But, like, you're a platinum rapper. It ain't, like, an accidental death row situation. But um, yeah, I, I'm in. I'm anxious to see what happens with six nine with the with the hot one hundred this week. If they're gonna actually give it to him, because if he pulls it off, that's the most amazing shit I've ever seen. Especially with the whole with the audit and all of that, like like it's the craziest shit. <laughs> it's ever. like the universe is lining up to help push him to the top. Like if you, he might he might be the most famous snitch like it might not be henry hill it might not it be might sammy not be, the bull yeah like it might dead as be takashi 69 he, he was in academic i was going through academics page pre-show just seeing what was going on for the last week or whatever like that and uh academics caption was like takashi 69 responds to snitch allegations blah blah he was in the comments like act i didn't i didn't is there are no allegations bro i snitched it's documented everybody saw it <laughs> So it's like, all right, man, what the fuck? Like, he's making it to where it's like, it's a big-ass joke, like, around the shit. And, and it's, it's like, fucked up because motherfuckers is in there forever. Motherfuckers are in there for, like, eight to, like, 30 years behind this shit.
2020 is a mess. It's the craziest year ever. It is by far the craziest year ever. Imagine if somebody woke up like on January 1st, like 2020 my year, and then all of this shit happened. I was one of them people. <laughs> it's like, this I, is it? I thought 20 was going to be real motherfucking good. 20 has been off Um, Bootsy made headlines again. Yet again. Yet again. As if the shit with Dwayne Wade's is, is his daughter. I don't. I don't want to speak on that. <laughs> Dwayne Wade's child. Yeah, Dwayne Wade's child. After that whole situation, I didn't realize what was going on with Boosie. I just saw people like, "Oh, Boosie's crazy," and I'm yeah. just like, "Well, yeah, he's nuts." You it's know, Boosie. It's Boosie. It's from, it's from Baton Rouge. The water is like orange. It's fucking insane. You know what I'm saying? They they literally was like, "Yo, Jay Z wanted to talk to him." I was like, "Fuck if Jesus wants to talk to him." <laughs> like, this is his response. It's like Boosie's nuts. But um. He said the other day, and it's funny. Have you watched the second season of uh, Survivor R. Kelly on Netflix? No, I haven't. I actually got forced into watching it. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so, you know, ruined my night. But <laughs> So we watched it, and um, we, right after that, it was like the next day, really, Boosie, the whole story broke with him, saying that he has basically paid. Grown women. Grown women to suck and fuck his 12-year-old son and nephew. Yes. And the internet, like, lost it. Here's the thing. Can I just say this? Please. <laughs> if I'm not advocating for the shit. I understand that people raise their kids. How they, People raise their kids to be bigots. People raise their kids to be racist. People raise their kids to be hunters and all kinds of crazy ass shit. This shit ain't cool, Boosie. But if it's what you chose to do, turn the live off. Please turn the lie off. What? Like, yeah, but you're like, here's the thing. What? This isn't the first time he said this. No. It's almost like you're going to keep repeating it <laughs> until you get the outrage <laughs> that you're like, oh, y'all didn't hear me three years ago when I, <laughs> like when I said it with my first set. Like, got it. But let yeah. me bring it back one more time. Yeah. And it's like, bro, it, it, <laughs> You know, there's there's certain me and A used to talk about this all the time. It's certain levels to like it's levels of social media. Thought going on logging into social media, publishing said thought on social media. Right. And you gotta live with the outcome of whatever it is that you place onto this, this because now it's our collective property. Right. So when you go on live and you start talking about statutory rape right. <laughs> of your son and nephew. Like, as a proud father, it's like, fuck tone deaf. You're retarded. <laughs> like, 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 you're not even tone. You just don't get life. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and I talk to the, like, and, and people that I talk to on a daily basis, I talk a lot about, like, the way, and we talk about this all the time, the way that the world has changed around us. Mm -hmm. The last 10 years in particular. Certain shit you can say, can't say. Gender pronouns, all of that shit. And it's like, with niggas as a whole, not me and you, we got sense. Not Rod, he got sense. Not a lot of people we talk to. Right. But with niggas on the whole, they're always the last ones to, like to know really some shit it. and to yeah. really grasp it. And it's like, why do money and opportunities got to be taken away from you for you to understand that your way of thinking and living oh, is wrong? Oh, shit, I'm drawing. Oh, damn. The sponsors don't want to fuck with me because I said that shit about the Wayne Wade kid. I probably should have. I probably should have took that call with Jay Z. Uh, yeah, it's just like without the without niggas like busting busting their proverbial heads open 
in making these mistakes, they just don't understand that like it's it's wrong to do. And it's like a blind man could tell you, a yeah. deaf blind man could tell you, nigga, don't do that. Like, yeah. nigga, don't say that. Like, you know how different the world is now? I was watching uh, Friday After Next the other day. You, you know, classic movie, yeah. you know, Damon, Money Mike and shit. Remember when him and uh, Craig and Day Day, they put the uniforms on. Remember uh, um, Top Flight Security yeah. and shit? When they first got to the gym, remember they, they were getting out of the car and Day Day went to step out and his seatbelt was still on and he went to step out and it like yanked him back and Ice Cube was like nigga you were and and the, the sound cut out hey yo and it fucked me up for because I was watching on like TNT <laughs> and it fucked me up for a second I was like damn you can't say retarded on television no more that's how different life is now. Yep. And it, 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 I rewound it to make sure I wasn't tripping. <laughs> like, my shit went out. My t- <laughs> and I looked, and he was dead. It's like, nigga, you were, and it clipped off and came back. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. You cannot, like, think about, like, the hangover with, like, the retard. Oh, my God. You could, that, that's. Dr. Faggot. Paging Dr. Faggot. Dog. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> and these are white guys. And they're the king of that type of humor. Dog. You can't say that. Like, Trading Places is a classic movie. Absolutely. Remember they lured him into the car? Whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) All you want. (laughs) They got him in the car. (laughs) Hey, man, y'all ain't the type of magazine, y'all. They got him to the house, and he remember he was just sitting in the tub and shit, and the the, uh, butler was like, jacuzzi, sir. He said, but y'all ain't jacuzzi nothing. I knew y'all was (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, this is a classic movie where they kept saying it. Yes. You cannot do that anymore. Can't do it. You can't say a lot of things. And that hit me the other day, like, wow, you cannot say retarded on a movie anymore. Yeah. And that's just where we are. So if we're in a society where you can't make these jokes, the dice clays, like I said the other day, I know this sounds bad. Patrice O'Neal, it's a blessing almost that he's just gone. Oh, for sure. I, and it's crazy. I've been listening to all his old radio clips and all of that. They would have got him come. You know, he went to jail for a sexual assault. They would have got him all the way out. Yeah, of here. He did two months in jail for a sexual assault when he was 16. His comedy, just the things he would say, yeah. it, they would have got him all the way out here. You see Chris Rock done changed. Uh Dave Chappelle, like he's become the one where it's like fight back, you yeah. know, suck my dick, all of y'all. Like that's <laughs> he the know, only one. He the only one. But every, like, and I was thinking about it the other day. Kevin Hart is the reigning king of comedy, and what it is is Kevin Hart is he's safe. So he's the ludicrous of comedy. So he was the one that got because. Mike Epps ain't as safe. Mike Epps every now and then will get besides himself. Ken yeah. Williams would definitely get besides himself. Even when you look back to like Kings of Comedy with Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac had a whole bit where he was basically making joke about the slow bus driver. Yeah. Nah, that, like the gay it, son, gay, yeah, the, the gay, gay nephew. nephew. Like Bernie Mac couldn't do none of that nah. today. None of that is going to fly. You know what I'm saying? And that's where we just are in, like, society. So if you can't do all these different things, you don't think that, like... <laughs> can't get your 12-year-old your son and son, nephew a gangbang? Like, <laughs> from adult women? And then one of my homegirls was at me was like, I want y'all to kind of go, because, like, this is a bigger issue, and, like, especially in the black community, where it's like, we don't look at 
sex and all of these different things for young men the, the same, same way, way we, we do with young women. Oh, absolutely. Girls, because yeah. think about it. If you 17, 18, and you're a virgin as a girl, you're a princess. Yeah. You, 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 you premium stock. But if you're a virgin at 18, you a guy? you're a weirdo. Oh, man. What was you doing? How many people you going to kill next week, nigga? <laughs> and it's be like, <laughs> you're going to black forces and I ain't fucking with young boy. And it's just like, what do you, like, who's he supposed to be having sex with? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If the girls are supposed to not have sex and the boys are supposed to exactly. have sex and it's just like forced down your throat into where it's just like you, like, think about this. As crazy as it sounds for Boosie to say he paid for adult bitches to fuck his 12-year-old son and nephew, are the bitches not equally as crazy? They're as crazier. That's what I mean. Like, so wait, you want me to do what now? What now? Like, the, you want the, me to the, come where and do what? The say what now? <laughs> Excuse me? Like, you want me, so, so you want me to come to your crib, have a strip show, and then twirl your son? Who's in seventh grade? Seventh grade. Boosie, how much money? Boosie, like, yeah, bitch. How long is it going to get here? Like craziest shit. Every, it's, it's everybody down the line is off their shit. Everybody's off. But this is like the effects of like the cool parenting shit. And it goes back to what I said on some shows ago. Everything our old heads taught us is bullshit. At least 94% of the shit that we was taught as young black males is bullshit. Like, it's, it's, it's just so much of just, like, negative stereotypes and talking down on women. And it's just like the whole thought process is just fucked. Dog. And we got, like, at least 60 years of oppressive bullshit thought processes we gotta reverse engineer and you break almost the cycle can't reverse on. them you just gotta kind of like start over that's you know what i'm saying big bang theory you know what i'm saying we killed right. the dinosaurs like that's the only way it's just dog i remember years ago i was fucking high school i was 15 yeah about 15 right. and i had a girl i met we was cool was talking whatever and you when you 15 it's like yo you want to go to 69th street that was the spot, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Go 69th Street, get our get our picture and shit. <laughs> like just like yo, you wanna go to 69th Street? And we went to 69th Street, hung out, we caught the bus, you know, and fucking 15, you know what I'm saying? So we caught the 108, cause she lived, we both lived in Southwest, whatever, whatever. And we came back to her like house and we was like chilling. Like her mom and her well, her dad wasn't around, but her mom was there, you know, a couple of her mom friends, whatever, they meet me, say hi, whatever, whatever. And we yeah. in the basement, we chilling, and it's starting to get late. I'm like, all right, I need to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? I gotta catch the 108 back yeah. down to Penrose and shit. And she was like, oh, no, nah, I thought you was going to stay. And I'm like, stay, stay where? where? And she was like, here. And I'm like. Where at? I'm like, I don't have my toiletries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what type of toothpaste y'all use. <laughs> like, stay where? <laughs> and she was like, you can stay here. And I'm like, your mom cool with that? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm about to go upstairs like, hey. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, hey, what y'all bitches doing around this motherfucker? What like, y'all bitches up here doing? And she was like, dead ass. Like, no, you can stay. And I'm just like, I'm afraid to call my mom and tell to her. Even add, like, even like, like, how do you like, broach the topic where you telling your mom, like, like hey, ma, uh, like I'm on my prop Joe, like, met the little bitch, you know what I'm saying? Got a proposition. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the little bitch. I'm over here and shit. You know, her mom cool with it. I, I mean, I'm a boy, so Yo. You, you should be cool with uh. it. Like. 
I'm like, I don't even know how to like ask my mom that. Yeah, like, you just gotta I, go home. Like my mom ain't about to just let me stay at a chick. Like I gotta lie. I gotta <laughs> full fledgedly lie. And then now I gotta like concoct this and make sure you know my back door shit is covered. And I'm just like, meanwhile, her mom cooled you walk around with your 15 year old dick out. <laughs> like what is going on here? I'm like, she ain't even gonna make us sleep in like separate places. Like what? Shit was crazy. That's the I'd rather you do it in my house than, than Bingo. That's that shit. Bingo. You're both are bad scenarios. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, a lot of the problem with and I don't have kids, so this is just me being somebody that was a teenager, went through life, all of that. I have fairly like progressive parents and like liberal parents. Um the, a lot of the problem in the black community is that we don't have honest conversations with our kids about sex and how sex and bad decisions lead to bad outcomes. Right. We don't talk through that whole thing. It's either like a fear machine or it's like too relaxed and too liberal. Then you end up with the fucking 15, 16 year old daughter that's pregnant. Right. And we normalize teen pregnancy. How many people ask you a year, damn, why you ain't got no kids? I mean, you should have three, four, five kids by yeah, now. Ayo asked me at the live show, and it was like, well, we use, like, birth control, these things <laughs> that they invented, to where it's just like, you know, if you want to, like, get a Maserati, you kid. can, like... God forbid you plan out when you want to have a kid. You know what I'm saying? like, we're literally on the tip where we're trying to get a big-ass house, so yeah. it's just like, it's yeah, a lot like, of dysfunctional shit that we normalize in the black community, and, and, and the crux of it is we don't have honest conversations with our kids about sex and relationships and STIs and STDs and, you know, the fact that you start making grown decisions that in in essence you're a grown up but your mind ain't that of a grown up yet somebody and the other day on twitter some shit. chick she had a tweet that like was going like semi viral she was like um y'all wild as shit waiting to have kids like y'all really going to be 38 with a newborn and somebody commented on on the tweet was like yo pregnant at prom twitter stay wild <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like real shit like I, I, I respect you and your daughter is precious and your son is great and all right. these things you like showing. But, like, having a kid at 16 is not normal. Like, it's not normal. Yeah. It's not. I know in, in our culture, it's like, it's it seems like it's the thing. Yeah. But it's like, that's not what you're supposed to be doing when per, you're per, 16, per, 17. Perfect scenario. I've talked about this before. My mom was 14 when she got pregnant with me, 15 when she had me. My dad was 15 when my mom got pregnant, 16 when they had me. My mom was going down a downward spiral and looking for love and looking for um, companionship and shit that she wasn't getting from her father in the street. And having me and then ultimately having my brother right after me at 16 gave my mom purpose and saved her life mm -hmm. because she was heading down a downward spiral and about to fuck her whole everything up if she didn't have something to live for right in that case having kids young saved my mom's life for real for real because she could have ended up on drugs she could have ended up i don't even want to speak on the the, the probability probabilities of, it, yeah. of what might have happened but she saw that she didn't keep having kids after the second one right. she didn't have eight kids at 24 she had two kids 
put her went to school, went back to school, got her GED, put herself through nursing school, owned her own house at 18, 19 years old, had a career by 20, 21 years old. It all of it it redirected her. Right. A lot of y'all make these mistakes early and just repeat the mistakes over and over and over again. It's okay to make mistakes, but do you learn from your mistakes and correct your action and say, all right, I got one kid. Where do I go next? Or I might got two kids. What, where, how do I pivot out of this and fix myself? What's something I can do in an immediate time span that's going to begin to right-size my life? Because my mom didn't have no support from her family. At the time when she got pregnant with me, she was living in South Philly with my great-grandmother that's passed now. She got kicked out the house for having for getting pregnant having a kid and had to go live with my grandmother my dad's mom mm-hmm. and she took her in and then they had their issues and all that because my mom was young and rebellious and shot the fuck out and that ended up leading to her leaving there and then getting pregnant with another kid and then living with my brother his grandmother's living at her house and then after that it's like damn i'm 16 with two kids what now like, I'm, like, kind of dead in the water. Luckily, my dad's not a piece of shit. My brother's dad, different story. <laughs> and from there, she had to devise her own plan because she had to realize nobody can save me. Right. And nobody's going to help me like I'm going to help myself. And then, sure enough, when she started fixing herself, all them people that turned their back on her, all of a sudden, now everybody in love with Mia again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to... Save yourself and fix yourself first because family or not, friends or not, nobody's going to help you. If you are blessed enough to have somebody in your life or somebody's in your life that care about you enough to help you through a traumatic situation or a, a series of bad decisions you made, you're blessed. But 90% of the time, nobody's going to help you through that shit. Mm-hmm. And you got to find your own path back to normalcy and stability on your own. Yeah, I feel like we get into a place where it's like going down the bad path and going through the problems and all of that, it gets like normalized to where it's just like, oh, you're supposed to do this. And it just be like, yeah, and that's where I like hearing that, it makes me think about like my mom where it's like, it was like the complete opposite. Exactly. Like my mom literally graduated high school, went to college, graduated, graduated. She got, she went to Cheney, got her uh, bachelor's. Then she went to Westchester and got her master's. And just like, you know, she went back, got her master's plus six. Yeah. Like she was just like the complete opposite of that. Exactly. And I say it all, I used to joke all the time with my, because her and my dad are like polar opposites. And like, she was all about education. My dad graduated. Ben Franklin was like, all right, I had enough of that. <laughs> Go and get me a job. And then, like, my mom was, like, real, like, she was into, like, flashy shit. Like, she wore Donna Karen blouses and right, always right. had a brand new car with sound system. And she was up. And my dad was like, give me the van with the itchy seats. <laughs> no, and I, I used to be like, how did y'all get together? I wouldn't you see it this class. <laughs> Me. And my mom was like, when she was dating her, she had like a standard of what she yeah. wanted. She's like, so I need him to have his own place. My dad had a house, you know, a nice job. My dad had a good job. And she's like, I always wanted somebody told my dad six five or whatever. Yeah. So I'm just like, so hairline, none of that shit. None of that, <laughs> no, all that. that just was out the window. This nigga, three for three. 
But my mom just <laughs> always on a tip like they they plan to have they got married in eighty. Yeah. They plan to have a kid. They had me in eighty four. And then after they had me, my mom was like she wanted a girl and she got pregnant in eighty seven. And they found out they were having twin girls. My sister's okay. twins. My mom was like, Oh, well, we done. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a wrap, cut it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then my we were just Plan. We were playing children, yeah. and I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know, but just yeah. my, like my mom always, she showed me the the thing like she had from like '82 when it was like she already had my name picked out. All this, this is before she was pregnant. Right. Like, like literally was already planning the shit, and it just like I don't know. For me, that just it makes sense. Yeah. Like it don't make sense to like you know do it the other way. I don't know. And, and it's, for me, because knowing you know me and my mom have a super tight bond, and you know my mom's very honest and tell me everything and all of that shit. So, like, it's nothing that's hidden from me about, like, her life and her past and all that shit, so I know. So, in knowing that, it made me go the opposite way, where it's like, I ain't trying to be, like, a teenage parent. and It made me that, go the opposite that's way. That's the one thing I feel cheated on. My mom passed when I was 17. That's the one thing, because me and her used to have, like, just those conversations. And, like, i never forget it. One of my homegirls, Sheena, at the time, we was all cool, used to hang out and shit. She wanted to be a teacher. And my mom was a teacher, you know, yeah. my mom, but she had transitioned to be a uh, guidance counselor. Once she had her master's plus 60, she got out of the classroom. And my mom told her once we were chilling at the house one summer, my mom was like, stop with the you want to be a teacher thing. My mom told her the classroom is not going to be where you want to be in the next 10 to 15 years. She's like, I'm already seeing it with these kids now. Yeah. You're not going to want to be in the classroom in 15, 20 years. Stop that. Figure something else out. And Sheena went off and started, like, writing books. And she's, like, a published novel now, right. novelist now. <laughs> and, like, she would always be like, yo, like, I wish your mom was alive just to Because she, like, completely changed her whole world. But my mom was on that tip in 01, right. 2001. Right. She, she knew saw it. Yeah. the classroom ain't. Because my mom's like, I'm literally, every year, it gets worse and worse and worse when it comes to dealing with these parents, the teach, parent-teacher nights. She's like, I remember when you couldn't get into the room. Like doing a parent teacher night in like 1990, right. you couldn't come in the room because all the both both all the kids are bringing both parents. Right. She was like, literally, it's 65 teachers in every room because they cared and they were part of it. She's like, you look up now, you lucky if you got 10 people in there. And like when we would have parent teacher conferences, my mom, they, we stayed be at every one because my mom knew all the teachers and people don't realize like the black teachers, they all went to Cheney or all went to Lincoln, so they like. All know each, each other. other. Yeah. Like literally, and I went to Saul. Miss McCown was my math teacher. Miss Harris was my biology teacher. Miss Spurlock was her special assistant. Miss Levere was our lead NTA. They all went to Cheney, so they all knew my mom. Like the day my mom passed, they all bawling crying. When I came back to school and shit, when I finally came back after, yeah. like they all knew my mom. So all the black teachers. That's why I wasn't allowed to like. Literally, I remember my. First couple days at Pepper. I didn't even know Miss Peters that well. Miss Peters, like, you want me to get Linda on the phone? I'm like, shit. Miss Daniel, she was the um the uh the 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 she ran Gamma House, went to school with my mom. Fucking uh Miss Wooden, she ran Alpha House, went to school. Like they yeah. all went to college and shit together. So they just all knew each other. So it was just like, yeah, like she was all about the whole education and you know whatever. She knew like I'm a young teenage boy, like you wanna have your fun and whatever, whatever. But she just like all that other shit just it ain't popping. Like we ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? That we would have like them real live conversations. And I always feel like kind of cheated because I didn't get to like transition into like a grown up to manhood with her, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, behind me because it's like I was able to go to her and get advice on 
the girl I was talking to and this, that, and this. So it's like, right. you know, she didn't get a chance to meet Lee or just see me through a lot of different little situations. So I always felt like kind of cheated about gotcha. that. Understood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I see, and it's wild. Like, I see people who, like, they have their moms and don't yap with them and don't tell. And I just be like, the fuck is that? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I always say for me it was kind of because, like, you know, mama's boy and daddy's little princess. Like, my sisters and my my dad were just always, like, they his little girls. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just always how it was. And me, it was like I was a mama's boy. Like, I was always up under my mom and just around her and whatever, whatever. Yeah. So it was like when she passed, it was just like, hmm, now what? Right. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, so I, I was always just kind of, like, salty about that. But, yeah, it's just we have a weird connection, disconnection when it comes Absolutely. to, like, parents. and Because pe- I've, I've watched it, and I, I've said it before, and people would get, like, kind of mad at me when I would say this shit online. I'd be like, yo, 90% of the people I know with kids don't need them. And that's not a diss to your kid. Your kid is beautiful. Yeah. Look, you know, kid, you know, get 800 likes on Instagram. It's lit. I'm more so on a tip where it's like, I know you as a guy, your life ain't together. And I'm not talking, people always think you say that it's like financial. It's like, no, I'm not talking about money. You can get to a dollar. That shit ain't about nothing. Right. But do you need to be raising a little Boosie's a millionaire? He clearly don't know what the fuck he doing with a kid. You know what I'm and saying? he got partial custody of his kids. You, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, that's more so what I'm saying. It's like, it's not about, can you buy them Yeezys and fucking little Louis Vuitton scarves right. and shit, all that goofy shit y'all worry about. It's like, like what character can, do you have? Can you, what you raise in, a, a fucking decent human being? What are you being? instilling into this child? What morals, values, and principles are you giving them? Are you correcting their action or are you enabling it? When you see your fucking four-year-old son going on a fucking rampage, are you just like, oh, that's just him being him and da-da-da, and he just like his dad? Or are you like, damn, nigga... Chill the fuck out. Did like, you see the kids uh, beat the old head with a stick at the gas station? Yeah. Like, it's like, what, what, what are y'all doing as parents? That this is just like, like that's some shit I'd have never done, yeah. never in a million years. Just cause, what if you go tell my pop? Now what? Right. Now I gotta have Friday night fights with this thing. <laughs> now what? <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, like y'all, yeah, the kids have no fear. They have no understanding of repercussion or fucking consequence. They just don't get it. So it's just like me. I literally, it's funny, but um, a couple months ago, I walked into the locker room at the gym. Now, mind you, I was a guest at this gym. I, this ain't my normal, everyday gym. Yeah. I walk into the locker room, I see a credit card laying face down on the bench. It's nobody in the locker room. So I'm just like, I pick it up. It's a platinum Amex. So I'm just like, it's a couple rollies if I want to, you know what I'm saying, go <laughs> I left. I wanted to act up. But I'm like, yo, uh, the name on there. And I'm like, yo, anybody here? Whatever, whatever. Nobody say nothing. So I come out and you, there's nobody like, you know, motherfucker. You, if just, I'm looking for somebody to just yeah. with the confused face. So I'm like, all right, let me take this shit up to the counter. So I take it up to the counter, whatever, whatever. I turn it in. So I go on with my workout. I'm chilling, you know, whatever, whatever. Maybe like a half an hour later, random dude comes up because I got music on. He like this, whatever. He's like, yeah. Um, they told me you turned my card in at the at the joint. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Da, da, da. I'm like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, here, man. Let me give you something. Then I'm like, no, it's, yeah, the fuck. Like, I don't need nothing. He was like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, no, it's cool. And it's it was just like he was just like, yo, thank you so much. Da, da, you know, whatever, whatever. Because he's like, I had this happen before, and somebody ran up a whole bunch of charges and da 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 da. And I'm just like, it's crazy to think, but it's like. That shit never really... I've joked about the role, but I'm right, like, right. that shit never was like, 
I'm about to go to the gas station and just <laughs> random people, yo, pull up, boy, like, get 20 for 40, nigga. Like, but motherfuckers really act like that. Yeah. And it's just like, that's character. That's, that's like, nothing but yeah. character. And more like, I've never in my life seen something on the ground and picked the shit up and been like, it is mine now. Like yeah, It's I, like, I, your character is determined by what do you do when nobody's looking and nobody can persecute you for your decision you just got to be able to live with the, the consequences of your own action i dropped my phone at the wissahinga transfer center this was maybe like i'm gonna say like two months after that i was making relief at or getting relieved at a uh, wissahickon off the 65 and when i got i jumped off the 65 and jumped right on the one to go back to the district yeah and as i'm on the one i'm like damn where my phone at I'm like, damn, did it fall out my my joint? But I'm already on the fucking bus and we rolling. Right. So I'm telling him, I'm like, shit. I'm like, I can't even go back. I'm like, I'll just go get my car and come back. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Because we was like, we were damn near on Allegheny already. Yeah. So I jumped in my car, shot back to the jump. Of course, it's not on the ground. I called my man who relieved me. I'm like, yo, was my phone on the bus at all? Whatever. He like, I ain't, and he like, I'm on here now. Like, ain't no phone. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like. The fuck? So then I do the track my iPhone shit. Yeah. It's fucking up in Roxborough some fucking <laughs> where. So I'm just like, all right, yeah, somebody got it. So I'm sending texts to the phone from Lee Phone. Like, yeah, like hey, yo, this is the phone owner. Like, yo, Thank look, this is the phone owner. Um, Is there any way you could, like, drop this joint off for me? I'd definitely pass you off a reward for ter- for turning the joint back in. It's saying red because my red my read receipts is on. So it's like you can see the shit opening yeah. up, getting red, not responded to. So I call it, no answer, call it, no answer. And I'm texting him. I'm like, bro, listen, I will literally send you a... And I'm at the point where it's like, I'm going to pay $200 to, to, get get another, phone. to get another yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will literally give you the 200 just because I got a bunch of pictures and shit in the phone that, that I want I, back. That I want. Yeah. I'll give you 200 the same price I'm going to pay for the insurance on the phone. Just bring the phone. I'm like, I will literally meet you where the safest shit on earth. I'm not going to attack you. I promise you. not to bust your head Nothing. open. Nothing. I just want the phone. Maybe like two or three more texts got read, and then that shit just went dead. The phone went off. And I just was like, what the fuck, man? And just people just ain't shit. People are shitty people. What Something early on that taught me. Well, reinforced, not taught me, but reinforced to do the right thing. I lost my wallet one time. <laughs> Nothing scarier than losing your fucking yeah. wallet. I was living at Alden Park Apartments. I'm racing out of my apartment to go somewhere or whatever. I lived on the 11th floor. I had these dumbass Puma sweatpants on. My wallet jumps out of my back pocket. I go get on the elevator, go downstairs, go where I'm going to like my mom's house, wherever, wherever. I get there, realize I ain't got no wallet. Shit. That means I ain't got no license. I ain't got no uh credit cards no debit card no nothing i'm fucked i don't have a wallet so now i'm going through the whole thing of retracing my steps this and that i go back to my apartment go back upstairs up the elevators nothing there ask the security nothing there go back down the hallway nothing there a girl that lived on my floor found my wallet and i had like 260 dollars in cash in my wallet her aunt lived on the same block as my mom in Upper Darby. She took my wallet to my mom's fucking house and gave it to her with everything intact. Cash, credit card, everything still intact with a note that says, hey, you dropped your wallet, blah, blah, blah. I think you live in the building. Here it is. I brought it to the address on your identification with a fucking note. Didn't touch my cash, nothing. It took like 
another day or two for me to end up getting it or some shit like that. But I'm like, damn, good people really do exist because that was my whole life. I was yeah. finished. Like, a little bit of cash I had, all my credit cards, bank cards, all that shit, done. Um, my, my pop told me he lost his wallet one time, and he's like, he had like $80 cash in there. And he's like, I lost it, and I realized, like, Damn, like now I gotta like you know debit card, credit card, you know your everything start from scratch. Your, your diners club card. This was the nineties, you <laughs> yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like all this shit is in there. <laughs> and um, he said maybe like two days later he got a first class package in the mail and he opened it and it was his wallet. Wow. And the, the eighty dollars was gone, and it was a note. Was like, look, I sent you your wallet and all your stuff, but I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm keeping it Listen, the crazy thing is, like, cool, if sis would have kept the two hundred sixty dollars or whatever, I would have been cool with yo. it. Like, yo, just gave my shit back. Yo. But she gave the cash back. I said, oh, she's a different animal right here. No, I, I totally get it. But yeah, just to put a bow on this whole thing. Having a kid is, like, life-altering. Yes. And I don't think a lot of people really respect it. I feel like I'm more so on the— uh, Like, I, I ain't gonna hold you. Like, I'm afraid to, like, change my life a little bit. Me and Lee talk about this sure. all the time where I just be like, I don't even know if I, like— Because once we get this house, I ain't gonna hold you. I want a Hellcat, and she wants a vet. And yeah. I'm just like— Hellcat and a vet is better than a child. I don't like <laughs> Hellcat plus vet greater than Hellcat son. Corvette child. It's like I listen. Don't... I just saw one of them new C8 Corvettes today. Oh today. my god, a white one. I seen a black one. The boy had the trunk open. The trunk. Uh, you know, the trunk is better. That yeah. shit look good, dog. I was like, yeah, that shit look real, real nice, yo, real nice. But it's just like, yeah, like I, I call me crazy. I'd rather have a, a, a Hellcat. And, no and, bullshit. I, and then a kid, I don't know, like I could just turn the Hellcat off and go in the house. And it's just like, whatever. Stay. Yeah, stay here. <laughs> Real talk. So it's like, yeah, like I just think that having a child means a lot of things are supposed to change. And the biggest problem be wrong. with having kids is that people have kids and don't, don't want to change. Don't want to change. Don't want to alter nothing. Don't want to alter. You, 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 you can't. Go through the same cycle with men. Yeah. Afterwards, once you have it, you just can't. You, I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. You should. <laughs> you can't go out the same way you yeah. was going out before. You, you know, y your savings have yeah. to change. Realistically, me, I leave work all the time. I wake up and just don't feel like it. Emergency at home. Oh yeah, the plumbing's fucked up. I apologize. <laughs> You have a kid, you have to save those emergencies. You yeah. can't just continuously take off of work and shit. Just a lot of things change, and what it is is just a lot of people aren't ready to change. So Lil Boosie is still Boosie. He's yes. still Boosie badass. Just Boosie dad. Yeah. <laughs> Boosie as a dad. He, he, he just Boosie as a dad, exactly. <laughs> and it's like you don't realize it's like, yo— 15 years ago, he'd have been like, yeah, I paid for some strippers. You know what I'm saying? They came through Fuck Me, Webby, you know, little Fat Everybody. Now you're a dad. You're like, yeah, I paid for some strippers. They came through Fuck My Young Boy. Fuck Tootie Badass, Dookie Badass, all the little baby badasses got fucked. And it's just like, yo, you, this ain't it. Boosie, like, you can't do this, fam. The thing is, Boosie always clueless about why he out of pocket. Yeah. Always clueless. He's always clueless. Like, damn, I'm... This this ain't it. Oh shit! Y'all telling the badass this ain't it. I'm lost here. The um, but yeah, man. Uh, pray for Boosie. Pray for the kids, man. <laughs> Definitely pray for them kids. Definitely man. pray for the kids, cause it's like, I don't even know how this ends. Like I don't, I don't. It's just child protective services. Yeah, like what, like 
it's it's a rape. It's a statutory it's rape. Statutory rape. And man. and really, that's what the chick was saying the other day. It's like we don't look at it because imagine, imagine, imagine if Boosie went on live and, and was like, <laughs> "I paid for some niggas. Paid for three BBCs to come through. to come through and and <laughs> have sex my with daughter. my twelve year old. Like imagine." They, the National Guard would come get him. Yes. They would send the, <laughs> the same people that came and got El Chapo would come get yeah. this man. Like, they would have came and got him out the house. Lucy is us, nigga. Come out. Yeah. Come out or we coming in. They'd have put him in the zip. They'd have put him in <laughs> nimjos. Like, not even cuffs. Like, you're a terrorist. No, feet too. <laughs> <laughs> put your feet together, nigga. Like, imagine if he would have said something like that. And it's just, that's the difference. Like, he says this about his son, and everybody's like, I mean, like, it was motherfuckers defending him on Of Twitter. course. We've talked about this before. The biggest thing I've learned from social media in the last five years no matter how ridiculous somebody's stance is, there are at least 10,000 dickheads ready to defend ready. their right to be a piece of shit ready. or a moron or whatever it is. Like, they are dying for the chance to defend Boosie and his bullshit. Dog. This is not it. That shit, I seen that, and I'm just like, yeah, like, if, if this is played out on the other side, it's just... You, everybody goes to jail. Tonight. The moms go to jail. Like, motherfuckers that don't got nothing to do with it is at least going in for questioning. Like, did you know what the fuck was going When the last time you been to Boosie House? You know what's going on? You and Boosie doing a mixtape, right? We're gonna put a 24 hour hold on you. Like, yeah, real shit. Uh, we just looked through Boosie's discography. You got four songs with him. We're gonna need you to come in for questioning. <laughs> real shit. Real talk. Did you know what was going on at Boosie Land? And it's just like, we, we really don't look at it the same. Like, Charlemagne would always talk about that. Like, him getting, like, molested from a girl, from yeah. his friend. And they, like, it's like people are almost like, all right, what's wrong? Why are you mad at that? And it's like that's a crazy ass outlook on just sex in a like, in well, a, in a first hole. and foremost, I I didn't want it. Yeah, first and, <laughs> first and foremost, I was trying to play Dreamcast. Yeah, like, <laughs> Bro, shit. wasn't even thinking about this shit. Yeah, so that it's a touchy subject. We could be here all day with it. Um, have them conversations with your kids, please. Try man. not to raise monsters. Um. You want to finish with the Drake shit? Uh, not really. I'm kind of done. I still haven't even really gotten into the to the to the demo tape shit. I like it. Um, I mean, I've seen you know you know the the, the Drake detractors. I've seen them online. Drake tape really garbage and all that. And I'm like, well, he had the top 17 songs whatever fuck it was on Apple Music for like three weeks in a row. Um, I mean, it's not an album. Like, it's a collection of loose records, whatever like that. Um, you know, it's some good records on there. I'm in love with, with from Florida with love. I love that joint. Um, Pain nineteen ninety three with Playboy Cardi. That's actually like my favorite song that's out right now. And I really like the joint with Fabio. But I that's like the demon joint. Yeah. I, listen, I'm gonna say this. I have never heard anyone get on a Drake song and talk like that. That's why I like it so much. Because yeah. he's really just on some Fabio bullshit. Yeah. Fabio said, I'm in the court and I'm like, sorry, Anna. Sorry, Anna. I said, yo, the, the amount of love I have for this man is unmatched. Yo, you get shot in your face. <laughs> you don't hear that on a Drake track like ever. So I actually like that record. The D4L joint is high. My favorite shit is the win to say win. I just, he was flowing on that yeah. joint. And I like the uh, the first joint. Uh, pockets. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep Pockets. Deep Pockets. That's my shit. But I haven't even really gotten a chance to like really just It's some really good records on there, man. I don't dislike any 
of the records. Let me just say that. I don't. I, I could be Drake stand, have my Drake uh, OVO glasses on, whatever. I don't dislike none of the songs. I like the songs I named. I love those songs. Like, uh, Pain 1993, I love that fucking song. Even Playboy Cardi, weird-ass baby voice part. Like, I just find myself randomly yelling out shit from his verse. I think that shit is fire. Um, but I mean, you know, it's a it's a bunch of throwaways, loose records, him doing other people's styles and shit like that, and then people subsequently criticizing him for doing their styles on these songs. It's like that was the whole point, you the, dumb motherfuckers. Um, one thing I've noticed when it comes to like him, we're pretty much like any big artist is like the detractors are waiting. Oh man, they're 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 almost anticipating it more than the fans. I'm drop twelve oh one, twelve eighteen. I got a fourteen page uh, blog written about this shit, nigga. And, and, and it's just like, like I'm not a huge fan of Fab. So when Fab drops, it takes don't... me like months to get to it because I'm not like a crazy. Hey, fab hey, you want to hear something? I never get to it. <laughs> but this is I never saying. get to that shit. It's like if you're not, I still haven't heard Summertime if, Shootout. Three. If you're not a fan of something, why are you at? Why are you up at midnight? Yeah. I know you got kids. If I'm not a fan of something, the only way I'm getting into it is if I'm prodded or pushed by somebody. Like, yo, you ain't hear that so and so? Check it out. Like. That's the only way I'm listening. Other than that, I'm just not participating. It's so much fucking content on a week-to-week basis. New songs, new albums, new videos, uh, new movies, TV shows, all of this shit, plus me running around all day. There's no way in hell I'm spending time listening to shit I'm not interested in. Right, and it just, I don't understand it. I literally see people that's like, I saw somebody was like, I know this Drake shit about to be trash. I can tell from the track listen, this shit suck. Then like two or three tweets later, it was like, yeah, I'm four songs in this show on garbage. And it'd be like, you, you, you went into this with your mind. Like you're not why even, bother? like you're not even objectively thinking. So it's like, why even do this to yourself? You, you are, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> you are projecting. This. You're hurting yourself. Yeah. So I, I don't understand that shit at all. But I, I said, I still haven't gotten into it. Have you listened to Future's new shit yet? I love it. Do you really? I love it. Is he, is he, now let me ask you this. Is he talking the future shit, or is he on some like lovey dovey shit? Because I saw tweets saying like, it's a little bit of both. Because somebody was like, um, what was the tweet? He was like, um, finally, the real is back. I'm about to stun on these hoes crazy this summer if we have one. Let's go, King Future. And then the next tweet was, whoa, whoa, whoa. Future said, I want to take care of her and all her friends. Let me cut this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> but then the bull uh, Big Business uh, on Twitter, he had a joan that was like, he like music review bull, whatever. He had a tweet that was like, he said, uh, it was something, it was one of Future lyrics, and it was something about him. Uh, he said, I'm pimping the preacher's daughter. That bitch gonna make me rich. He said, oh my God, this nigga cooking on it. So it's like, depending upon what tweet you get to first, you get a different joint. And then they had, like, a, somebody had wrote an album review, was like, Future, it was the headline, was like, Future has finally found a good psychiatrist. Like, So it's like a little, I, I love that album. Like, I'm, I, I still haven't gotten to that. Joint with Travis Scott, fire. The joint I heard the with, with Travis Scott is crazy. Fire. Uh... This John called uh, Up the River Fire. Um, what else do I really, really like on here? Uh, Ryan Strikers Fire. Touch the Sky. He talking crazy on that John. And Pray for a Key Fire. Bitch Don't Get Too Comfortable Fire. And then the joint with NBA Young Boy is dope too. 
Yeah, I, I still that was just number one on Apple Music. The other yeah, day. I, I still haven't gotten to it. I'm like, yeah, I need to like sit down and like. It's good. It's a lot of music. It's good car just, music too. It's good. I haven't gotten music. a chance to like uh, get to. Um, what else is out? Uh, Lil Baby's Deluxe came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, the young boy Polo G got a new album out. They said he about to hit like close to 100k first week sales. Um, and he like on there really talking about you know uh, like you know. <sighs> His homies dying and the effects of that and this and that. Like his mind is on some different shit than like the average Chicago rapper. Like he got some real like dope content and like conceptual shit that he putting together in his music. Polo G is fire. He's like one of my favorite new young artists. The um what was I about to say? Uh do you care at all about the Gilly and Joe Button shit? <laughs> no. I, okay. I don't want to speak I, I I care about it, but I don't want to speak on it. Okay. I don't want to speak on it. I just think it's unfortunate that as blessed as Gil is right now, that he's so willing and ready to take the bait on shit and jump out the window without having all of the facts. He got a huge Instagram platform. He got a huge successful podcast. He's probably going to get other media opportunities and shit like that and every time something is said that he might think is like a little sideways he jumped right out the window every time and you just never see wallow do that like you it just never happens he never addresses it he like he just it, they're polar opposites in terms of like how they handle any type of like criticism or like people speaking on their business, quote unquote, or whatever like that. It's just unfortunate that he's just so willing to just jump out the window without a parachute every time because he did that whole shit, dissed all of them, cursed them all out, you soft, this and this and that, just to have to walk it back eight minutes later. And it's like, this could have been avoided. Yeah. Like, it's unfortunate. Yeah, podcast beef is weird. It's so weird. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't even want to, like, have any of it. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian on this shit. I'm straight. The only, oh, last thing, the uh, the Last Dance ends tonight. Last Dance ends tonight. I still haven't caught up on it yet. I'm anxious to see the last two. Jordan's a psycho. <laughs> he was crying in the one clip and shit. Did you see? He was like, that's the way I played the game. If you don't want to play like that, don't play it. He just broke down crying and shit. Niggas so, mad, man. I'm actually anxious to see that. Um, I got nothing else. I got nothing else, man. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, special shout out to our sponsor, Sugar and Spice Kitty Spa. Thank y'all so much for sponsoring the show. Um, once again, they have uh, COVID-friendly experiences and celebratory packages for kids aged 3 to 12 years old. They're offering a promo code right now, 10% for anybody that listens to TRPE. The whole city is shut down right now, but you can still get your kids something that's going to brighten up their day, week, birthday, graduation. Um any of which they can have dropped off by their favorite characters. Um, and they're offering a 10% discount. Go to sugarandspicekittyspa.com, all spelled out, or call 267-693-1020 and mention TRPE. You get 10% off um, whatever experience you book for your kids. So that's all I got, man. Great show. Once again, Nelly, you let me down, but, yeah. you know, I'm, on, I'm holding this L, man. It Luda. is what it is. I knew it was happening. You called it. I don't want to see anymore. I don't want to see Ron Isley <laughs> versus Charlie Wilson. I definitely don't. I have no interest in seeing that. You don't want to see, like, uh, the lead singer from Red Hot Chili Peppers versus Beck? You don't want to see some shit like that? When, when I said this shit the other day about 112 versus Boys the Men, and uh, my homie was like, 
he like I was like, this is how motherfuckers get. They're like, oh no, they had some hits, and he was like, I mean, one twelve did have hits. I'm like, yeah, but they're not even fucking close to Boys to Men. Like, and, not. He, and he was like, you don't think? I'm like, dog, one twelve isn't in the top maybe twelve R and B groups of all time. And he was like, so you don't got them like top. Five? I'm like, they're not sniffing top five. I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? So he like, who up there? I'm like, Poise the Men, New Edition, TLC, the Jackson Five, fucking Jodeci, Drew Hill. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was like, man, 112 is like closer to you. I'm like, they're a starless group. I'm like, when you look at like R&B groups, like TLC had Left Eye, who was a star. Yeah. Chili, who was a star. T-Boz, in her own right, was a star. star. Yeah. I'm like, Jodeci, Casey and JoJo were stars. Jackson 5, we don't got to discuss that <laughs> one. I'm like, Boys to Men, he was like, they ain't had no star. I'm like, but they're the best-selling R&B group ever, which catapults them. With the best records. Already to the, yeah. like, new edition. Star, 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 star. Like, it's just stars. I'm like, 112 is a starless group. It's four niggas with yeah. Caesars. Who, like, but, but Slim had a summer run. I'm like... They, <laughs> that like, So Fly shit was kind of hot. I'm like, they had <laughs> Cupid, the fucking, uh, the Biggie, Mace John, the, the Only You, and they had, like... Peaches and Green. Uh, so, I mean, uh... Anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, after that, he's like, oh, they had the joint. It's over now. I'm like, you know how bad it's over now is? Slim didn't even sing the lead on that joint. We're going to mix it up, Duran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, tripping. We're going to do something a little different this album. And then we went and looked it up from like a, uh, I think it was Billboard rated top yeah. uh, 30 R&B groups ever. It was Boys the Men. Um, they had TLC over New Edition. It was Boys the Men, TLC, New Edition, Jodeci, Jackson Five, uh, In Vogue, Drew Hill. It was a it, uh, 112 came in at like 13th in between Mint Condition and Silk. <laughs> I was like, this is what I was trying to tell you, nigga. I'm like, they, they weren't as crazy as you think. What it was is they was with Bad Boy. Yeah, they was with so Bad Boy. It was part of an era. crazier than what it really was. I take total over 112 on a low. I wouldn't be shocked at it. Like, but that's where I'm at with these battles. It's like they announced that 112 battling Boys to Men, and here come the pitchforks. Like, oh no, but what, what, what's Boys to Men gonna play when they when they drop that peaches and cream with beans <laughs> on the ring? <laughs> God damn, guess who stepped up in the plate? Any R&B remix with beans on it is wild. It's not what we came for. Real <laughs> the shit. kid with two weapons on the way to step into the plate. Don't pimp walk to it. <laughs> that was the Bitch shit. Bitch trying to lure me on a dance floor. <laughs> trying to get a twirly on a dance floor. If I have so many Beans lyrics programmed in my brain from fucking 99 to 2003. Yeah. This shit is terrible. Beans on the remix. But that's really where we at with the battle. So that's why I'm just like, I, I, I just, no, I'm good. It all boils down to personal preference and what you like, and people just aren't even being realistic with the shit no right. more. So, we out. Uh, we'll be back next week for sure. For sure, for sure. I'm done. Ain't got shit better to do. It ain't nothing else to do. <laughs> Fuck it. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. 
Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.